0: I'm vengeance.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 114 of the Super Civil Servants podcast. My name is Greg the Bad Daddy 52, and folks, Disney Plus finally released this long-awaited movie we've been wanting to watch and cover, and we're going to talk about it this week. Jungle Cruise is finally on Disney Plus. I'm excited. Yes, so here we go. Uh, I haven't got a chance to watch Jungle Cruise yet, so (laughs) it might get in the books. My kids want to watch it. We'll see. But we do have some fun stuff to talk about this evening. It's going to be a good time. We got a room filled with heroes once again tonight. Uh, The regulars with us, my co-host Sarah. How are you doing?
2: Dude, I'm over people tonight.
0: (laughs) I can tell by the look on your face.
2: (laughs) Try to go out to dinner with my family Mm. and it's like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? We had fun though. Everything was good. But still, I was just like, seriously? But otherwise, everything's good. Looking forward yeah. to talking to you, fellas. So. I hear you. Yay! We got a lot yeah. of good stuff to talk about
1: tonight too. <laughs> fun, fun stuff. Ross is with us. One of my other co-hosts. How you doing, buddy?
3: I am. I'm reeling from a week. <laughs> we, we started here. We got all the way down here, and I'm hoping that this little this little deal brings us back up a little bit.
1: Doesn't it seem like every week kind of gets that way? Like this is like the high point of yeah. my week. Like every, I'm like every week, I'm just like, okay, once once I get here,
3: then I can just. Be done with it so i, I felt like six days had passed yesterday just yesterday yeah just in one day yeah. <laughs>
2: that was my monday
1: i've definitely had a lot of those nathan's in the chat room saying what's up fellows jd54 what's from going? the c3 panthers uh, podcast is on what's going on and speaking of the c3 panthers podcast we got a special guest with us tonight he's been on the show before and we love him and love having him back my homeboy cody from the c3 panthers podcast we're talking about some stuff he wants to talk about what's up buddy
0: Craig, I'm pumped to be here, man. I, I'm just—I literally just got off the Friday Free for All. I finished <laughs> it and jumped straight on with you guys. Um, I'm pumped, man. It's um, you know very uh, 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 an honored occasion when I get to come and talk about some uh, really cool stories on the Super Civil Service Podcast. And look, we already have a bunch of Panther faithful in the chat room, man. Kevin yeah, we Justin, my man, Panther Pickle, Kenneth, shout out to you all. I'm happy to be here together. Yeah. Happy to be here with you.
1: I appreciate it, man. It's good to have you. Well, you know what, man? I didn't know uh, with doing the free for all how uh, long it was going to be before you got on, so I was planning on backloading the main stuff you wanted to talk about. But since you're here with us right now, as soon as we started, yeah, let's get into some stuff that you want to talk about because that's the stuff that i man. You know, um
3: take it from the top.
1: Well, uh, Cody, you're the guest, man. I know the two big things you want to talk about was uh, Shang Chi and uh, Arcane. Which one do you want to start with,
0: man? Well, man, I mean, if I had to pick, I'm picking arcane just because dude it gave me like i felt like a kid again watching watching this show man Uh, if you haven't uh checked out league of legends arcane on netflix it's a must watch man uh it is one of the best animated shows i've ever seen in my life everything from the animation style to the character development to the music of the show to how they set up the world. like The amount of world building that they're able to do in a 60 minute show is absolutely incredible, man. And I don't know how many of you are familiar with the game, the video game League of Legends that people play. It's not really like a story video game. So it doesn't have a bunch of cutscenes that you're gonna use to interact with players and stuff like that. They do some really nice cinematics but if you really want to learn about the story, you kind of have to dive into the lore, um, kind of read some of the character bios to really get a feel for what's going on. Um, and I'm here to tell you that if you if you know nothing about the, the lore of League of Legends, you don't have to, man. You can jump right into it. It gives you characters that are digestible, they're relatable, and it's just an incredible show, man. Um I, I, I'm, I'm so fascinated with um, the difference uh, between Piltover and Zon, and how they really kind of contrasted the two and the people that live in both of those places and how they view the world. I just felt like it's an incredible show. And, um, yeah, that's why I wanted to come on and, uh, and talk to you all about it tonight.
1: Oh, I appreciate it, man. You know, what's funny about Arcane actually, is you were the one who kind of introduced me to that. You told me that I needed to check it out before i think it was before it even dropped but you you told me you'd seen the preview for it and you check it out and it looked awesome um yeah it's i agree with you i was trying to describe it to a friend today and i i I told him as far as the animation goes it's like clone war style animation but on crack you know like like some of it looks so real and so great and and you know they give you a lot of side boob which is great because who doesn't love side boob you know right Um, like i mean you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) everybody
0: does right so
3: um, Sarah but, loves side boob. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Sometimes I just stand sideways so you can get a glimpse. Right. Oh. I always try to turn myself a little bit sideways. Well, I'm just a little bit. A
1: little bit side boot, but, but yeah, the, sh- the show's fantastic. The story is great. Uh, the story is <laughs> fantastic. I love the characters in there. Like, it really makes you feel for some of the characters. Um, it's interesting because in six episodes, they go through about 12... Well, no, from the begin- if you count it from the beginning, in six episodes, they go through about 15, 16 years. Yeah. You know, on, on the yeah. entire show. uh, and, you know, and they jump in big spurts, but uh, the, the show, like I said, for me, I got through all six episodes. I watched the first four and I wanted to binge the whole thing all the way through, but it was like 1.30 in the morning and I had to get up and go to work. And I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll wait and watch these tomorrow. So I ended up watching the other two and, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, Ross, what'd you think, man? I know you've watched, actually watched it before I did. What'd you think?
3: Yeah, I watched it uh, as soon as it came out. Nope. Like maybe the day after it came out, I think we had something else to do. I do read the first three episodes. We went right through them. And I remember texting you because you were talking about trying to watch it. And I'm like, if you're going to take a, take a break, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a time break between three and four. Because I mean, the writing was on the wall with everything that they've done. Cody hit it on the head, The, the world building that they've done. I know very minimal about League of legends, but I know enough to, to i guess familiarize myself like with just not people, not backgrounds, not anything else the story. Like what what the main idea of the whole thing is. When this show came out, I mean the first thing that hit me because you know I'm a music person was the music, the yes. art, all of the flashing styles, you know, the the way that they do the, the steampunk graffiti, I mean all of that that's in there. When they combine that with the artistic style of the animation, like I was like, kick ass. I'm in. I could do this whole entire thing for however long you want to keep going. And then they threw in Imagine Dragons, the actual band animated. And I was like, (laughs) uh, episode six was when I was sitting there during episode six, I was just about hinged to it as I am some of the biggest names that we talk about. I was in it. And like, I can't wait for tomorrow for the rest of them to come out. So
0: Dude, I'm so happy that I'm not alone, and that people actually mm. love this as much as I do. And th- there's something I want to recommend everyone do, it, no matter how many times you've seen it, go through episode by episode, and don't be afraid to just pause it and look at what I call the implied world. If you pause it on a frame, especially when they're in zone, you get to see so many details oh, yeah. that implies this rich lived world Mm -hmm. you know so there was a bunch of you know uh tragedies that happened in zon a lot of chemical spills a lot of really bad things and if you notice that there are parts in zon that they've built their own greenhouse because there isn't a lot of fresh air down there in zon that's also why the the police officers they wear those masks Because they're not used to the smell down there, Hmm. and it's all those little details that you might otherwise miss. That you go, oh, okay, wow. It's like they're really showing you something with just a little bit, and and yeah, it's just it's been absolutely incredible. Um, The the characters in the show, it doesn't take you long to fall in love with them. Hmm. Uh, It it really doesn't. to yeah, put could. the whole
3: story together, yeah, yeah. I mean, with the yeah. with the kids, the orphans, and um, what was his name Vander was the father. Yeah, uh, Vander, yeah, the father figure. That yeah. whole entire storyline they they put together is, I mean, you don't have to know anything. You can roll right into it. I mean, the science is off the wall crazy but mm-hmm. it's completely believable because of the way they tell the story.
1: Right. Right. And it's their universe. They can make whatever kind of science they want to, you know, <laughs> so, right. I mean, and you can't really argue with it. Uh, Sarah, do we get your kind of just overall thoughts? How much did you, did you get all of arcane? Watch? I've
2: got to like halfway through the fifth episode. Okay. So, so, you're, you're um, so a lot okay. of stuff you guys talk about. Yeah. The thing that really k- gets me, cause I asked Brian about that. If he knew about the league of legends and that, and he's like, yeah, you because I don't game. He does. So, you know, I was asking him about it and he was like, yeah, I know a little bit about it. But the animation on this, to me, it feels like you've taken all the cutscenes of a video game and put them together. Yeah. And I love that animation. I absolutely love it. And I think that's that really drew me in first because I'm not a real huge fan of um, animated things, but I'm getting there. But yeah, I really do. I mean, I love the characters. I love the story. I mean, you don't have to know anything about the video game because, like I said, the way they're pulling everything together, every character has, it's, I don't feel like there's a filler character, you know, one that you're just kind of throwing in there just for, you know, for just the story. Everybody has a great story. Now the one little thing about powder or slash jinx, the thing that kills me, I'm like, is this like a little, um, Harley Quinn running around because that's the kind of vibes I got off of her.
0: That's exactly. <laughs> <right>. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely Harley Quinn vibes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But vibe, I mean, I'm loving her. I'm loving her, especially now. It kind of confused me a little bit with the, where from one episode and then the the time where you kind of jumped forward. Yeah. Because I was, because nine times out of ten, I watch this at night after the kid put the kids to bed, and I think that was one where I had to, like kind of fallen, like dozed off, and then I wake up and I'm like, hold on a second, what just happened here?
3: Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. she
2: had like this one little braid, now she has like these long like,
3: yeah, braids. They're I mean, they are acts, and like exactly how they call it. I mean, these are acts to a to a much bigger story, and it's, it yes. works out fantastic.
0: And you know, Ross, I don't know about your opinion on this, but to me, it never felt forced. Like it never Mm -hmm. felt like oh, now they hit the fast forward button and now they're just rushing through it just to kind of age them up. Like everything was timed so perfectly, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and they really in a very few, a very short amount of episodes, you're able to see the connection between uh, Vi and Powder and even their, their young kind of group of, of kids that they go around and hang out with that They're getting into troubles and getting into things. And then I love how it kind of slowly introduces you to the overall theme of the story. And that's this world dealing with what's called Hextech and using magic as a means of enhancing people's lives and and bettering or emboldening the lives of average everyday people like people that you would see in Zon. That have been traditionally very downtrodden, without a lot of, uh, you know, means to bring themselves up in life, but they they paint it really well through the eyes of Hymendinger, the little mm-hmm. uh, fluffy guy that's real <laughs> short. Because I'm glad guy, you can pronounce
1: that name because I couldn't even though I saw it.
0: Because <laughs> it, it, it's really cool because Hymendinger is so much older than everyone. Mm-hmm. He remembers a time when the results of magic were terrible. Well, he was or like the were, founder like, of the city too.
2: So he's yeah. like, you know, seen all everywhere.
0: everybody hasn't, you know, right. like humans. So. so it's like, there's this young push from the younger people in the world that want to see magic, you know, revolutionize the lives of people. But then you also have this elder who's like, well, look, you know, it, it could also be used for a terrible meeting. And by yeah. the way, you even kind of see that in the story mm-hmm. with all of the accidents that happen, with you know, you know, not to spoil stuff, but when they steal some of the crystals and it ends up blowing up, like it's very powerful stuff that they're talking about.
1: We're going full spoilers right here to see now. Anybody unseen? <laughs> well, that and game? that's another thing I like whole- about the sure.
2: story
0: too, because right. yeah. it's it's
2: realistic because it doesn't gloss over. I mean, you know, right. you have the highs, the lows, you have the wins, you have the losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you start to get into, like, the political side of it, like you're saying with um, Jace figuring out, Jason Victor figuring out, okay, well, you know, you can, you know, do all this stuff. And then, yeah, little kitty fluffy dude. <laughs> I can't say his name either. I'm I'm a, okay, I'm really I'm a, interesting. You know, when he brings it up, you know, and he finally sees, you know, what they're doing. He's like he basically says, he's like, I've seen this happen before. I've, I've seen that, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like as a parent when you're telling your kid, you know, don't do this. I've done this before. You know, I'm trying to keep you <laughs> from screwing that, you know, doing making the same mistakes. And that's what he, yeah. that's kind of what he's seeing there out to do. But I do kind of like the political angle too, because it's, you know, something you can kind of relate to, you know, it's just um, for sure. You know the power hungry it's like you have the best intentions but they don't always go that way <laughs> so i mean yeah. it's, it's kind of realistic even though it's you do have realistic things in it so yeah. I, I think that kind of pulls me into because that really you know makes you pay attention because okay let's see how they're going to present this and you know how can you relate to it because i think that's a lot of another way a lot of um you know, shows like this, that work is because of the relatability. So it is, you know, something like, okay, this could possibly happen one day, maybe, but you know, you can take this event and kind of put it in your current life and see how things are going. So I think that's one thing that's kind of cool about it.
3: Yeah. The story is so multidimensional. I mean, adding in everything else and that's what keeps you, that's what keeps you on your seat. I mean, because it's kind of like, I don't want to compare it to game of Thrones, but when game of Thrones had so much stuff going on, you were hooked because you're like, I want to know what all these different things are. And like, you're yeah. kind of dancing around between all these different stories. And here you kind of have the same thing. You, It's a lot less like it doesn't hit you in the face because it's an animated show. But I mean, you have so many different stories that are happening and they're all so well interweaved. And I love the fact that the time jump keeps making it personal for you. It keeps it personal mm-hmm. for you. And dude, you, I mean, I, I'm going to be rewatching this show probably quite a few times yeah, <laughs> as the years agree. go on. I agree. So, and one of the
0: cool things uh, about this show is that there are so many other characters and stories and parts of the world that they haven't even begun to tell yet. So it, it seems like they could be setting up this incredible animated world that mm. uh, we could all be enjoying for a long time to come.
1: Yeah. Which I'm well, fine with. Oh, yeah, I agree 100% man. This is definitely one that that's gonna uh, hold up through the ages and I'll probably watch a few times because it's a really great series. And I, I feel like I'm just getting it on the beginning of it, even though I know nothing of the game. Like I have got it on the beginning of the television show. So I'm really enjoying it. One thing I really liked about this and a point a couple things I really liked and we can just go through characters and scenes whenever we want to uh, wrap in you know about the show. Uh, with a lot of anime that I've like, I'm really starting to like anime a lot. But I get lost in a lot of fight scenes. It's hard to keep up with a lot of fight scenes. A lot of times, I feel like I'm watching a Michael Bay film. And a lot of anime <laughs> fight scenes, you know, like I don't really know what's going on. It looks like flying metal and explosions. And I, and, you know, exactly. So, in this series, though, the fight yes. scenes are done so well i mean they they are yes. so beautiful i can keep up with everything that's going on it's, it so, organic. Yes, it's so, so organic yes everything looks so organic i'm telling you the animation is so on point that that my wife doesn't like animated animated stuff and she doesn't really usually ever give it a chance she kind of tries sometimes it does really good chance <laughs> she came on when i had just started this it'd been like 10 minutes to just start. i was like Why well, i just started this 10 minutes into it and she didn't want to admit it but i knew she was into it like when we're playing a game <laughs> and i had to keep reminder her be like hey it's your turn hey it's your turn hey it's your turn, hey, it's your turn. She she was into it, you know. So uh, it's it's that good. It really is. Like it's it's just as good as watching a live action show. And the animation at some points looks like a live action. Mm-hmm. You know, scene, it do- so. even
0: even down to their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, every like it's part of the, the reasons why this is such a breath of fresh air. And we'll talk about this a little bit with Sean Chi, right? Like I felt like Sean Chi did it, it, it did certain select things very very well. But then other things I felt that it did kind of poorly, are Arcane League of Legends. It checked off every single box from the animation to the voice acting to the music to the artwork. And mm. another thing that you mentioned too, like you know your wife was just kind of passing by, and you know the, the the colors are so rich and bright and vibrant that it's like yeah, it's not hard to get completely drawn into this thing. Mm. So it, yeah, and I'm so happy that you mentioned the fight scenes too, because I'm a big-time MMA fan, and even in and even in real, you know, movies with real actual people and choreographers, some of the fight scenes just get so over the top and so dumb. But in a world that is a fantasy world about magic and all these other crazy places, the 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 action and the fighting seemed bone crushing it seemed like real like this was real violence between people that are fighting for their life Mm -hmm. and i just i just think it was awesome it's such a good show such a breath of fresh air um i'm just happy that shows like this can thrive Mm -hmm. and find their audience and make it and have a room to expand because they deserve to oh
4: yeah
1: well, you know, the show caught me in immediately, you know, right through the intro, because I love how they have just a little clip at the beginning. And then they have the actual like intro music of the show. And of course, whenever you open your show with an Imagine Dragon song, it's just OK, cool. It's it's really nice. And if you pay attention, it's done really well. Like there are there are some shows that you just remember the intro for. They're like Daredevil, like the first season with the candles melting and everything else, like stuff like that. You remember I'm like, wow, that was done really, really well. And they do this. Like, it's, it's so nice. Like, you see the statues, and I see characters, like, through the first episode that I recognize in the statue, but they don't look like that. So, like, okay, is this character going to develop into this type thing? And it interests me in what's going on because uh, everything about this draws you in. You know, from the from, from the moment it starts, you're interested in what's going on with Buy and Powder at that point in time. Um, even, even at the moment where you see Vander drop the the gauntlets at the very beginning. You know and you just see it for just that brief second and you're like okay it's going to come back into play um i just love it man i I love it you know like you guys said the the character building is great the the story building is great it's the episodes are perfect they're usually about 43 44 minutes they're not Mm -hmm. too long um i think the first one was like 53 minutes just the opening one but um man i'm loving it let's let's talk about some characters like um yeah we talked about the character development who are some of y'all's favorite characters of the series
0: I want to hear some of you first because I <laughs> want to see who, who jumped out to you. Like, cause I loved, like, I I, I played uh, League of Legends a little bit, and mm-hmm. Vi was always one of my favorite characters when I did play. So I kind of had a natural affinity to her. But I want to hear what you guys
3: thought jumped out at you. Go ahead. Vi was a good one for the start. I think the first three episodes it was really good, and I really enjoyed it, and I love the way they brought her back. But for me, I mean, Jinx stole stole the, the whole entire thing when she came back with all of those little quirks. I mean, all of her little bombs were working. She was on fire. I mean, yeah. the long hair, the movement, the animation everything else. I was like, I mean, it's like, I don't know if I'm just generally happy in life or if this cartoon turns me on, I don't know, what <laughs> it is, but yeah. this thing is perfect. I mean, yeah. the character was so crazy and off the wall and so well done that I was amazed that I was watching animation.
1: I've already been looking for my Jinx poster. I'm not gonna lie. Like after after <laughs> after I went to this, I was like, "Can I get a Jinx poster already? It'll be up on Amazon soon enough." But I was yeah. like, "Can I get one already?" Um, what do you think, Sarah? Some of your favorite characters.
4: Favorite I mean, there characters.
2: was like some. Um, I cannot remember the name of the one counselor, the chick, the one that got with Jace. Something about her, she like kind of is like piquing my interest because I'm like, she's got like that
0: political mind. Medarda, I think. Yeah, Yeah. her name name is Mel Medarda. Mm -hmm. Medarda.
2: She's got this political machinations that are going on, and I'm like, okay, she is like straight up using this dude, and I'm really curious to see how this is gonna play out. Now, granted, I have not seen episode six, so I'm not sure how, you know, where that goes, but oh, I saw episode, yeah. majority of episode five, so I know <laughs> where that went. Um, so she was one that just kind of, even when you first meet the, you know, the counselors and, you know, you see, you kind of start seeing everybody's personality. She was the one that just, it, she kind of caught my attention because I'm like, this chick right here, she's going to somehow, some form of fashion, she's going to have a big part to play so i'm not quite sure how that's gonna play out because like i said i haven't seen it all yet but i mean that's just my intuition so but i mean and of course then you know powder when i first saw her as a little girl this is gonna sound weird but she reminded me of my daughter because my daughter is just so weird like that too. i'm like i can see her (laughs) and she was so innocent and she was just so I don't know, you know, she wanted to help, you know, she meant well. And, you know, there was just like this, like I said, this level of innocence that they were trying to protect her from. And so when then you jump forward and then you see how she (laughs) turns into, like I said, her little Harley Quinn quirks. And you're just like, wow, that is like really a straight up 180 because she's still, it's almost like she still wants to keep that level of innocence, but it's like, okay, I've figured this out real quick. Um, But it's just it seems like there's still something kind of missing in her development. But um, and then, of course, Vander was another one, too, because, you know, even with him being the father figure and, you know, that kind of thing, I'm like, this dude had so much on his shoulders. It's like you could just feel the weight of it. He's just like, I'm trying to keep everything together. And then when he leaves, you know, he's pulled out of it and the sacrifice that he makes and everything and it's just that was super powerful that was just super powerful so um
1: is he coming back
0: so there is a theory that he is actually another character from League of Legends from the actual game um I, so I don't necessarily know it, I mean it's just like a fan theory rumor uh, mm. that he might be this this character um so i don't necessarily know if he's coming back they did leave the door open for that to be true and i think that was one of the things that i really loved about jinx appreciate that. Is Sorry. that they 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 set up uh her her name so beautifully like she's the outcast of the group she wants to fit in with all of her friends but more importantly she wants to help like the the type of world that they live in is apparent to everyone it's a rough and tough world and they don't fit and they don't belong in it and then when when your loved ones when their life is at risk it's like you know you don't want to be stuck on the sidelines with everyone else having to protect you and fight for you so it it made that that final part of episode 3 all the more powerful man Mm -hmm. like you know vi told her not to come stay there and then of course is like oh but no i have these hex crystals i i'm gonna go and save my family and then in trying to do so she causes this tragedy that kind of forever changes her trajectory as a character i just thought that was beautiful man i thought it was a mastercraft in storytelling I really enjoyed it. Um, And then the other two characters that are main characters in and of their own right, but they're kind of pushed down to a secondary role because of Vi and Jinx. uh, And that's Jason Victor. And they're Mm -hmm. really like the yin to the yang Mm -hmm. of the Zon story, right? And In Piltover, you have these two guys that are on the precipice of something that could be groundbreaking for everyone. And you see how they have to overcome all the political bullshit it, it, just to make it happen. Every step of the way, there's someone trying to stop them from continuing their research. Uh, to the point where the the council, you know, was going kind to of completely throw him out. It, it got to the point where, you know, it took from a lot of real world instances of politics getting in the way of meaningful advancements being made. So even though it's such a high fantasy world, they were able to root those concepts very well through the characters of Jace and Victor. Um and I really liked their struggle and how it's painting the entire world.
3: So yeah. blue collar blue collar workers coming up in the white collar world, you know? I mean, yeah man. <laughs> and that's the
2: thing about it too because one of the scenes that I thought was so powerful was when um Jace stood up within the the meetings with the counselor and this was after what's our what's our little professor's friend's name
0: hammond Hammond-Digger.
2: <laughs> Hammond-Digger. <laughs> you know when he makes that's when he makes a statement you he say hey been there done that you know we don't want to go through, down that path again and that's why it was that was really you know like with the politics coming in because at the i guess at the the, um sh- i don't want to say the show but at the theater or whatnot when you start seeing jace you know um starting to interact with all the other counselors and trying to you know you know wheel and deal yeah. and you know trying to you know push his agenda which i don't know if he really knew he had an agenda at that point yeah. so mm-hmm. that's where this other chick came into play because right. you know, that's what i'm like mm, she's starting mm-hmm. to do a little something behind the scenes here and so then when you're standing up there at um you know in this meeting and you know jace makes a point he's like well I say that it's time for early retirement because didn't they say that this town had like celebrated its bicentennial? Yeah.
1: yeah he said he's like over 300 years old, yeah. I think. So, and, and, yeah.
2: You know, and Jace makes the point. He's like, look, he's like us humans, we don't have the time or, you know, the lifespan to, you know, wait to see, you know, progress develop like it naturally would.
4: He's Even like, we need, probably, yes. yeah. we need it now.
2: We need it now. So, and that yeah. that was something that was really crazy
1: too. So, yeah. Before we get too far away from it, I did want to bring up one thing you guys were talking about emotions earlier and like how the, the animated, like they have the emotions in the face, how well they do that. Look, there's the one scene where powder is still powder the first time she's told to stay back, but right before she comes with a little uh, uh, hex tech, before it's, you know, stable and it uh, and kills all her friends. And she's crying, and she's crying hysterically. And look, I have two girls, man. I raised two girls. And if you've ever raised kids, girls especially, that was real. <laughs> like, that was a real freak-out moment. I've seen it in real life, and I was like, that Stand was there done too. really, really well. Like, Still do it so. every now and again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: But uh, I want to talk about some more characters, too. Uh, what y'all think about Silco as the as? A... <sighs> He's kind of a a Lex Luthor type type character. He's he's a bad guy, but he's not really a he's not really a bad guy. He just goes about doing things the wrong way, you know.
2: Such Tarkin Um, vibes. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the
1: look of him. Yeah, it it does have very Tarkin vibes. Look of him, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said. I don't want to side with the character because you know he's not a good guy. He's a bad guy in the show, but it's almost like the Thanos thing. Like what you're saying is not wrong. But you can't go
3: about it like this. Mm-hmm. You're just you know? being an asshole, right? Yeah. Right. No. Yeah, and, uh, well, go ahead, Ross. He, go ahead. He, he had a real, like, slimy vibe that I felt like I've seen done over a few times, and with uh, the methodical way that they had the voice actor actually give off of all of his roles and his lines, um, uh, the story is kind of what really helped me stick in with him because I could see that I could see, you know, the little guy ended up on the wrong side of the toxic river and then something happening to him. And he's like, the whole world is now like it, it owes me something and he is coming for it hard. And what is, what is the, uh, what's the purple stuff called? Shimmer. Um, Shimmer. Shimmer. There you go. Yeah. And so with that kind of, that's the the yin and yang with the HexTech. So it seems, you know, like where they're going to end up with all this. Because I mean, the trailer sold sold me on this, like when it came out, like a month ago or something. And seeing all of that, I was like, that's going to be badass. Mm-hmm. Now with um, now with Silco acting so calm, mm-hmm. but yet when he gets mad, you can see the rage come out. I think that I want to see I want to see him like really explode in the next three episodes. I want to see him come undone or come unglued well I, I do have a
1: question about this i don't know m- as much about the series like i said i'm just walking into this and as somebody who has never played the mm-hmm. game before they set it up so you can do that and it's a legitimate question arcane is basically what they call like the the magic right the use of magic and this magic yeah for for the intended purposes of the story is basically limitless it's whatever you need this magic to do it can do type thing you know you just got to figure out how to work it in that that kind of way um like like are there are there gonna be people who have magic powers, have superpowers eventually? Like, are we are we gonna see somebody develop? Because I was wondering, I was like, well, maybe it's like a the whole first season, these characters don't have this, and then like at the end of the season, all of a sudden they've got superpowers because something happens. Like Cody's smiling. So, like, is, is there anything <laughs> like that? Because I but, haven't seen a dude, whole lot of magic involved in this
4: show. Yet, so the, I'll just say
0: this yeah <laughs> yeah and <laughs> then oh, okay, okay cool. and, and, and that that comes from me just so you gotta understand like uh, league of legends was popular my freshman year of college uh, and, and it, it's been going ever since then i've been out of college for what 10 years now I, I guess so it's it's been out there a while they have a lot of uh of really powerful characters and like i said you know, again, I I never did a big deep dive into the League of Legends lore, uh, anytime before this. But after the show, it had been going back on YouTube and going back and actually looking more at the lore of League of Legends. But yeah, they have some crazy characters that can do all all kinds of shit. But the reason why I'm hopeful is because they're they're setting this up. Uh, you know, earlier Ross made a good comparison. I feel to game of thrones in the way that it kind of does things and one of the things that game of thrones did very well was it didn't open up the show by beating you over the head with the fantasy stuff it really made it a point to drive home this realistic medieval world that you can see very easily being real and i feel like that's the same thing that they've done with this show is that yeah there's a lot of magic there's a lot of really cool fantasy sci-fi stuff but they're not going to beat you over the head with it they're going to introduce it at a proper rate that still makes it seem believable and realistic to
3: the they world they sell it in conversation yeah I mean, for they, sure. make, they make you they make you feel like it's there because they talk about it so much before like, they're like we don't have to show it to you because we we've literally been talking about this whole entire time right right uh,
1: last character I wanted to mention, then we can talk about anything else on the show you want to uh, talk to me about Caitlyn, because like we, it's, it's a character that you get a little bit of, and then you get a little bit more of, and then you just kind of get nothing of after that. And I'm wondering like, how big is her role in this whole storyline? Is she a bigger character? Cody, you know more about it. Is she a bigger character? Or is she yeah. Gonna be one of these
4: yeah. She's a, so,
0: so she's a main character. She's a play, a playable character in the video game. Okay. Um, and she is a badass. Uh, sharpshooter, super annoying to play against when you actually do play that game. Um, but yeah, so, uh, again, one of the things, and this is even kind of going back to Silco, you really get the feel that there's a lot of unsaid stuff that happened between Piltover and Zon. And you have to realize, like, uh, you know, I, I know you haven't seen episode six, uh, so I'm sorry, Sarah, but at the end of that, <laughs> when, when, um, you know, when, when Powder first sees Caitlin and, and, um, and like, freaks out about it. And, you know, because they see them as, like, murderers. Like, they're, not, you know, Nazis or something. People that have kind of destroyed their way of life and, and forced them into this way of living that they didn't they, they didn't choose, you know? So I like what the show is doing, how they're trying to then show you the other side of that as well. And, like, no, they're not all, you know, tyrants and evil people trying to kill all the downtrodden or whatever. She is a realized character. And I think they're going to use Caitlyn to kind of build that gap between someone like Vi, who does come from the streets of Zaun and is very tough, uh, and then you have Caitlyn, who's going to be the complement to her character, Um and I also think there's like some, some lesbian love I was just about to ask that,
1: did you see some romantic, like there was yeah, almost like a kiss sure. moment I was like, wait a second wait a second, where are they going with this? Which is fine I don't care, but I was like, yeah. man, I didn't see Well, it. they're
2: not afraid to go there, so I mean no? No. <laughs> oh. yeah.
0: no And that was a surprise to me too, like when they showed the sex scene between uh, mm-hmm. Mel and Jay. and it wasn't explicit it didn't no. like yeah, it's not, it it's not something life. i'd
1: want like, my my 11 year old watching though
0: like, yeah my 15 year old
1: maybe like that's okay because you know it did kind of
0: it's, it's a blab, but it's not, graphic. not graphic. graphic right yeah it was
3: it, missing yeah. the, it was missing the onomatopoeia i mean you just need the you need the voice bubbles yeah, <laughs> <Whip>. <laughs> pat, pat. yeah. <laughs> um uh
1: so there, there was a lot of the last thing I really say that was kind of surprising about the show was there were a lot of characters at the beginning that got killed off that I just really surprised. Me. Like the moment the bander is dead, which makes me wonder if he's coming back because he was just such a huge character to kill off. Um, and it would yeah. be so epic for him to come back because I like the character. Uh, and even uh, what were the other characters name like Milo, Milo and, and-, and, and Flogger or something like that? Mm-hmm. Flagger.
0: Yeah, uh, there's, a uh, Clagger, Clagger, My, yeah, yeah so My, Milo and Clagger Didn't
1: see them, sorry, spoilers, like I said, we're not gonna spoil too much, because the last three episodes come out next week, and we'll break down super spoilers next week, we're just kind of talking about what we love right now, and big points, but, uh, you know, their deaths at the very beginning really killed, or, like, caught me, well, threw me for a loop, I was like, well, oh. so but this what I'm show, this too. show has, has, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, realism? Realism, but uh um um stakes? um
0: stakes snakes,
1: yes, yeah. the show has snakes yeah. yes, yeah.
0: And again, that's why I like the, the Game of Thrones comparison that, that Ross made too. It's like it shit can happen. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's a they're trying to imply a very real world and going back to what I said with Jinx, you know, the fact that her jinx, her mess up ended up causing the deaths of her. Adopted father and her best friends and almost her sister, you know it's 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 a tragic kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it does it does make the stakes even higher, knowing that yeah they'll let you fall in love with the character and then just rip them away.
4: I don't know.
3: Well, I think that they you were taught you brought up Caitlin and so. The other, the other cop's name was Grayson, and uh, I can never remember the actress's name. But with Grayson dying, mm-hmm. Vander kind of, you know, moving on, I mean, it, they definitely opened up a vacuum for both of those roles to be fulfilled. And I think that they've done a good job showing you how we're going to get there. And so I think that – I think my question would be like – If there's something that you're looking forward to, like what do you want to see in like the next three episodes or four? Mm, Probably more Silco
0: because I feel like right now he kind of holds that traditional villain kind of vibe. We we talked a little bit about him, but I I think um, I'd like to see some more uh, character building, some more depth behind his um, story going forward. And then uh, so, okay, so and I don't even know how to say this to you, because like I said, understand that like I'm also just now getting back into the lore of League of Legends just because of this show, but like I'm wondering when they are or if they are going to actually introduce and, and drop hints to the idea of the League of Legends, where it's like a, a battleground essentially between all these different kinds of people. I have no idea how they would incorporate that into the story or even if they ever will, to be honest, I don't know. Um, But I would be interested to see if they ever kind of build towards something that could unify stories from all over the world. Because by the way, like there are characters from cities that you've never heard of that are potentially even bigger than Piltover, like the world really is huge. And I would just be interested to see how it ends and what kind of groundwork they lay for what's to come next. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be really interesting to keep an eye on.
1: Oh, I agree. Uh, the sure. part I really want to talk about, since Sarah hasn't seen the last episode, I don't want to spoil it. It's fine.
2: I'll watch it tonight. It's fine. Go ahead.
4: Okay. Go
2: ahead. But if, that's
1: the, if that's the case, then I'm very glad that the whole thing with Jinx and Vi, they, they've they wrapped up at least in the sixth part. And it didn't drag on throughout the whole series. It's like they yeah. addressed it. It's there, it's done, you know, and now we're on to this point, you know, which is cool. I'm glad that they didn't go through that CW. We're gonna drag this out throughout the whole first season of me I mean the you, whole teenage stuff. Me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like it was there, it was conf- and it really was over a lot quicker than I thought, quickly, quicker than I thought, and and done like uh easy for both of them and i was like okay cool they got through it now let's move forward and then you know what happens happens yeah so uh i mean it's 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 good i like so i'm interested to see what happens with them because they they're by far for me the two most interesting characters obviously they're the lead characters in, in the show but uh i i want to see them working together as a team in the future because this is gonna have more seasons obviously right it was like number yeah. three on netflix that leather so it, uh so it's but it's long. um
0: it was number one on Netflix for the month of November.
1: Oh, really? Okay. So
0: yeah. Oh, and all, by the way, all the the mm-hmm. reviews and the scores are like through the roof. So yeah, it it's, is. A, it, it's it was it's a. High. Yeah, it's a whole thing, man. It should be.
1: Sarah, what is something about you? There's something you want to see in this uh, last three episodes? that's gonna really get you going, or are you just kind of excited? To see that?
2: I mean, I'm I'm totally like cool with the way it's going right now like you said if especially episode six if you're saying they finally got build a bridge and got over it i'm just i'm curious to see that to see if you read anything into it you know because you know sometimes you can have the and i'm just kind of going off generalities here sometimes you can have the facade of everything's cool but then you might have that underlying issue or an underlying resentment so i don't know i mean i'm gonna kind of save my judgment until let me watch that and then we can watch the rest of them and we can come back because yeah. right now...
1: <laughs> one more thing I know I'm excited for is, like I said, if you watch the beginning and the intro and you look at the statues, there are a lot of things you see that you haven't seen yet. We're through six episodes and there's one statue with where you see the scene with um, uh, Jinx holding the gun and you finally got to see that in the last couple of episodes. And then you also see Vi with the gauntlets on, but they're not the yeah. iron gauntlets like Bander had their gauntlets like gloves, and we haven't seen that yet. We did see it on that one character that had like the jacked up arm that was like a gauntlet, just like that. And I was like, okay, maybe that's where they get that. She gets the idea that was cool, but we haven't seen that yet. And I'm interested to see her with these gauntlets on because she's already a badass, like she is a badass, you know. Yeah, um, (laughs) so I want to see her with these gauntlets, it's gonna be pretty fun.
0: Uh, I'll say, um, I'll, I'll only say this I would expect. Jace's level of badassery to continue to climb as well.
2: Ah.
0: Really. Okay. I, I'll just, I'll leave it at this. He is a playable character in the video game, so.
1: Yeah, yeah I can't he, wait till everybody gets powers. with all
2: that hex tech. <laughs> I mean, so you know, fun. it kind of... Yeah. It's
1: been teasing <laughs> me the whole time with the little purple things floating all around and, like, this reaction, like, oh, it's gonna happen right here. Everybody's gonna get their powers and then... <laughs> okay. so. Yeah. But, all right. Well, is there anything else y'all want to say about that? <clears throat> it's a great show. Uh, like I said, we didn't go into too many super spoilers this week. Episodes uh, seven, eight, and nine come out tomorrow. We're gonna watch that, and then we'll really dive into some super spoilers next week with it, I'm sure. Um, but are y'all good with Arcane?
0: Yeah. As yeah. far as Arcane, watch if it. you haven't, it, yeah, if you haven't watched it, please do. It's a breath of fresh air. Everything about it is so good—from the art style to the mm-hmm. animation, the voice acting, the music that they, they they checked off a ton of boxes um we're all excited to see what they do next um and they have a lot of potential to do a lot of really cool things with this show going forward so yeah definitely check out arcane
1: yeah it's a, it's an easy binge it really is so uh, do be 9 45 minute episodes you know you can binge out in a day easy so uh, all right cool well let's move on then let's go ahead to what disney really did drop on disney plus last week that i finally got to watch and we got to check out shang chi i think we've all got to see it cody i know i mentioned it to you and you said you definitely want to talk about it look man this is uh <laughs> this is a uh it's gonna be a fun type of Marvel movie i don't want to spoil all my stuff right away but ross you asked me to describe it the day after i'd seen it and in, in one word and i, I wasn't it was that it was that or arcane arcane i think it was, it was arcane. okay well either way yeah. i'm gonna describe this in one word i'm gonna use the same thing as wow I can say before I'm not going to go into too much detail because I want to get y'all's opinions, but I'll say before the beforehand, visually and fighting like the choreography, the best Marvel movie to date. Like as far Mm. as just they they did, I didn't see anything visually as far as special effects or choreography that I was like that doesn't look good, that's gross, or that that's bad. I've seen a little bit of something, not all Marvel movies. There's there's so I think Black Panther actually did a really good job with it too. Um, but for me, visually and especially the fight scenes in this movie, the the best Marvel has done so far. So, let me get y'all's thoughts. Sarah, you, 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 you made a sound. I don't know if it was a grimace when I said
4: that, but
2: (laughs) no, it was, I I was, I was pleasantly surprised because, like I said, Brian and Gage went and saw it in the theater. They came back, they were like, Whoa, this is awesome. And I'm like, Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll just wait because it didn't really have like watching the, um, Trailers and that kind of thing. I mean, it didn't really pull me in, but, you know, I've been, you know, pulled in before on stuff that where trailers were kind of what if. Um, I just, I just really enjoy. I mean, it's the characters, the way they interacted. Um, it was visually, I mean, it was, it was one. I did never feel it was some at some point like, okay, we're. can we get the story moving? I mean, can we, you know, get this rolling? I mean, it was, it was just, it was just a fun film to watch. It really was. It didn't feel like a typical, like, Marvel movie. It was, you know, it was something other than and plus, I mean, I guess it's just the fact you didn't have, like, the typical MCU that we were so used to um, because I have said before, even though I do, I love, you know, the last 10, 11 years, it's just kind of like, okay, enough's enough. (laughs) Give me a break. But, um, but i think visually is what's really pulled me and plus as far as shang chi himself the character he didn't seem too he was just like so chill i don't know it, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird because it was like such a foil between like you know a tony stark or um you know steve rogers at like that he was just kind of like all right here's my backstory hey man it is what it is you know it's Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy i mean it was just it was just so much more fun to watch and it was something i felt like it was something different and mm-hmm. like you said the choreography was like you're just whoa whoa that was it was very fluid super fluid i think that's one thing i would just describe it that whole film is just fluid
1: mm-hmm. flows very very well yeah yeah, yeah. Can, can i say honestly like uh you know i, I talk about how the there there are the story is not, not the best story I've ever heard, but it's a great story. For me, well, like I said, the special effects and the fighting that blew me away. But, um, oh, I had it right on the tip of my tongue and I forgot what I was going to say about this. There, I hate when I do that. And I have a point where so I write things down whenever I'm walking, but <laughs> I feel like I'm that walking.
0: happens to me all, yes, the, all the time, time now. all the
1: time, right? Because I have so many things going through my head, keeping up with the chat room. Also. Yeah, um, oh. oh, I know what I was going to say. This felt like a Disney movie, not, an, not a Marvel
0: movie. Dude, you literally stole my fucking <laughs> take. Like a Disney you movie, not a Marvel stole movie. stole my take. Mm-hmm. This is the first MCU film where I felt like, am I watching a Disney Channel original movie right now? Because <laughs> I kind of feel like I am. So, one, let me issue an apology to Sarah, because I feel like every single time Sarah goes on Twitter, and is like, oh, I really love this show or this movie like mine is the first comment and i'm like nah it's not actually that good like i (laughs) come up like such a dick so one but we don't argue i mean at least i listen yeah but okay so uh, this is my my critique of of sean chi so one i agree with you the the action and the choreography is incredible i still so I could say it's the best choreography. I still think it's between that and The Winter Soldier. Yes, that for, would be for, the next one. For, yep. Yeah, for fantastic fight scene choreography. Um, the action was fluid and fast-paced. And yeah, you really got the idea that they grew up in an assassin cult, you know? Um, and, and then, uh, secondly, the listen, that Disney budget hits, man. Yeah. the The, the graphics are incredible. And I love, like, Chinese mythology anyway. So to see the food dogs and the leviathans Mm -hmm. and all the cool different creatures that they put, like, dude, it's just so cool to look at, man. It's an incredible visual experience. And especially if you saw it in theater, you're going to have an incredible experience, right? It's literally everything else that I had a problem with. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. and what I mean by yeah. that is well, okay b- before you go into it let's get yeah. Ross's yeah. overall thoughts yeah and yeah we'll go ahead
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah I I felt like I was waiting for this movie but I wasn't really like waiting for it I, I didn't need it because you know at the same time you know we had the story we had the Infinity Saga here we are we're gonna get new stuff I'm like okay I'm cool I'm on board the shows have been a perfect, uh, perfect tie over um, this movie got bumped for COVID hmm the um what's his name simu simu or however you pronounce his name yeah. the whole entire time he has had a face next to that shang chi name i have been i've been on board with him he just makes it feel fun and he feels completely energetic and enthusiastic about his happiness in that role and that alone sold me i wanting to see this movie i didn't know how all the stuff was going to work out with clearly i thought their choreography was going to be great and it was uh, I didn't know how crazy they were going to get. They got a little weird. The movie itself was so fun. Uh, His friend was just making up the comedic part. That was a lot of people either hate it or love it. And for me, I thought it was a perfect balance with him being the American side and his sister or her being the American side, excuse me, and his sister being the straight Chinese side. I'm a sucker for the behind the scenes information. And I definitely watched the behind the scenes on this because I love knowing how they do things and I love all the fun that goes into it. Cause when they it used to be weird. They used to always have like DVD extras, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
3: when they had DVD extras, it was, it was always enough just for like little clips and a little bit of fun here and there. And now they're making a documentary as they're making the movie, a complete in every last little line. And the behind the scenes thing was interesting to watch. Uh, I watched part of it like late last night and finished it early this morning. And it was, it takes you right back to all the fun parts of the movie. And they, they, everything they're talking about, I'm like, that's how I felt. That was me, you know, four days ago when I watched it. And everything about it was really awesome. The, yeah. the, the bus scene was so weird. But when you go behind and watch how they actually make it, you're like, dude, awesome. Like, have fun with it. And this movie felt fun from the beginning before I even saw it. And it felt fun watching it. So, it was fun. Something about bus scenes, man, just always
1: end up making them badass. Something cool about a bus, you know, Speed, Matrix, uh, Spider Man, like just, just bus scenes, man. Yeah, Speed was an awesome movie. The first one, I'm not talking about all the other ones. The first one's great. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like I said, overall, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, It it wasn't a disappointment for me from Marvel. Um, But, of course, there are always things we want to point out that we didn't enjoy or that necessarily felt they could have done better. And, Cody, it seems like you have a few of them loaded up in the barrel or in the chamber here. So let's... uh,
0: I want to hear this. I want to hear this. (laughs) Dude, I feel like you always grow to become the person that you grew up hating. Like, okay, (laughs) I used to be the type of person, like, for movies like this... If you nitpicked too many of the details, I'm like, come on, dude, you're missing the point here. Like, calm down a little bit. But now I feel like I am that old asshole that just, like, (laughs) but now I'm I'm, I'm feeling through this movie. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like, okay, so where do I start? First, um, the main character, to me, had zero personality. Hmm. Like, okay, you grew up as an assassin, But, like, okay, what's your edge, though? Because he doesn't ever really come off as, like, a brooding character that's, like, depressed that he hasn't seen his sister in years or that he had this um, even emotional trauma related to his mother's death. Like, he's just kind of, you see him in the world. He's, you know, doing this funny stuff with uh, the female lead. I know her name in real life is Aquafina. I don't remember why her name was in the...
4: Katie, yeah, Katie,
0: yeah, Katie, right. So, uh, and then on, on top of that, too, I also felt like the movie kept on trying to force this, like, romantic connection between the two. Mm-hmm. And the two main characters have the chemistry of a cat and a dog. <laughs> like, they they just, they do not fit together, man. And they fit that, together
3: great as good friends. That's yeah. what they really supposed right. to be. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to give you that feeling like they're trying to have the relationship. Or, like, like you want them to have a relationship, but they're trying to show that, you know, you can be absolutely 100% best friends with the opposite sex is what they were going for. Because that was mentioned, like, way early on before the movie actually ever put any footage out.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and, uh, you know, like, I know there was that scene where her mom was like, hey, when are you two going to get married? And he's like, oh, mom, come on, we're just friends. And it's like, you know, I, I, I get that. And then also... Again, if we're going full spoilers here, like yeah, the fact that her arrow was the one to hit at the very fucking end, and, I can and agree with like, you on that. Yeah, it's like they, they, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of camp to this movie that you you kind of just have to be okay with, and yeah, and you have to kind of take with a grain of salt. You know, uh, I think even when it comes to his dad, like at the end it all kind of seemed very formulaic at, at how they how they went about things. And I, I also feel like even the weapons, and maybe that was the point of the Eternals to kind of describe some of the weapons and the powers behind it. But I, I even feel like none of that was very clearly defined. Like, why did the Ten Rings, and maybe I missed it, maybe you guys can explain to me, but like, why did the Ten Rings all of a sudden decide to choose him over the father, because it wasn't very clear to me why that happened at the end. Mm-hmm. He, I, 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 I agree yeah. with you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So so that, didn't really struggle, defeat him. yeah. The struggle that he was having with, or the father and the son were having their battle, and the father's using them for the whole like evil reason. And as much as he's able to kind of start, Shang-Chi's able to start kind of like pulling them into him at the, at the point that he actually gets them. His father practically releases them because you see him basically realize that, you know what? Almost kind of like a reckoning, like I'm wrong moment when his soul or whatever exits yeah. his head. He, he knows he's and, about to die. Yeah. And then he just basically yeah. shoots and like releases. Cause you see his hands go from like fist to like open so that he can slide them off. And it's almost like that, that's his relinquishing moment. Like here, now they're your problem, you know, like do better now, than I did.
1: Now I get that, but I think what Cody's more talking about it, what I have a question about it, is not necessarily that moment. Cause I agree with you. I think at that moment he relinquishes the power. Like he realizes he's about to die. You carry this on, you take it on. I mean, like when the five at first, when like he shot him at him and he all of a sudden can start controlling these five, like it never yeah. explains anything about that. It just kind of happens. And I guess I in your just... own mind, you can kind of look at it as the, the, the torch being passed on, but why? Like, like it doesn't it doesn't explain any of that. And I all agree with you there, Cody. Like I didn't. I took
3: it as more like anything. a good versus evil fight. Like they were okay. like you're reaching a point to where. Yeah, there's no practicality behind.
0: Yeah, and you know, like that. Was, who, who gets
3: ownership? But
0: that that's kind of my main issue with the whole story. It's like a lot of the things were kind of put in. Okay, fill this note here. Hit this point here. And it He's ended right up feeling kind of formulaic uh, at a at a certain point. Um, even also like when they first go to the city where they do the underground like fight club thing, and uh that's when you see the guy, I forget his name, the guy from um uh Doctor Strange. The <laughs>
4: Wong.
0: yeah, yeah, one you see Wong there for the first time, like you know, uh Kate is like betting money against him like <laughs> yeah. it's like there's so many things that i think were kind of needlessly campy but that's where it goes back to what you said greg like this was the first time in the mcu out of all the big time productions that they've put on this is the first time that i've been like oh yeah this is a disney movie yeah like and and i grew up on disney movies i I love that, man. But, like, the Marvel that I grew up with is just more, it wasn't afraid to take on adult themes and topics. And to be fair to Disney, I think that they've done a good job in doing that in their recent slate of MCU shows and films. Like, they've gone deep and dark on a lot of different things. Um, But this one, it just, it felt like a, a Disney Channel original movie, like, something that I would watch on the Disney Channel as a kid outside of the crazy graphics and the martial arts and stuff like that, which I said, you know, it was fine. I thought that was cool. But uh, a lot of ham-fisted stuff Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. just kind of turned me off from it.
1: Before we move away from it, Tin he brought up stuff in the chat room, and he's absolutely right, and I have an explanation for it, and it totally solves this problem for me, okay? <laughs> whenever whenever he first met their mother, she was able to control the rings. She was part of the Lao... What was it? Uh, like Chao? I, I can't remember. Chao Lo. Yeah, Chao Lo, yeah. Yeah, um, she was part of that. They have God Kung Fu. Remember? That was what he wanted to go there and learn. While... Shang Chi was there. He taught or he learned from because it took. Remember, they were there for a while. Their dad had to wait until it was that perfect day on that time of the year to get there. They took mm-hmm. the secret path to get there, so we they could have been there for a while. He was training under with her to learn God Kung Fu, and that's what he used to control the Five Rings. Ten Tizzy, that's a great point, man. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Does that sound expli- like
3: plausible? Because
1: that that in my actually, mind that kind of solves great it.
3: Great yeah, because yeah. I have no yeah, behind the scenes part explain that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) So, yeah. But
0: I think the fact that, like, that okay, that instead of us watching the movie and figuring it out, like the fact that it was like you know a week or so later on a podcast, and you're like, oh yeah, that's what was happening. Like, I I just think that it's 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 good. That's why. Yeah. Watching (laughs) the movie, you
3: pick it up every once in a while, and you're like, yeah, I know,
0: right? It's like you shouldn't have to do that. And again, that's why Arcane, I liked it so much, just because all of the things felt real and it gave you information at the right points in time
4: mm-hmm.
0: where this just felt like, okay, let's hit formulaic story note one, then two, then three. Um, and again, like I think so much of these um, characters, or these movies rather, they live and die by the main character and Shang-Chi is not a household name. He's right. not Iron Man. He's not Captain America, Hulk. So if this is your introduction to him, yeah, he's a badass, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to kick a whole lot of ass going forward. But as a character, like, why do I care about him? Like, what what, what am I s- supposed to... Because, you know, he was a, an assassin for a long time, but it never gave you the feeling like he was ever dealing with any real mental, emotional trauma because of his background. So therefore it didn't feel real to me.
2: Well, I think that's a lot of things with the MCU too, because, you know, over the past decade, every single character has, you see how they intertwine. So this is like the first time really, you don't see it where, you know, you have a character that's really in that, I guess that Avenger-esque, type deal, you know, especially when you're bringing Trevor into it, because, you know, he came, you know, he was the, you know, the patsy for the the Mandarin back in, what was it, Iron Man what, two, three? Yeah, I can't remember, but um seeing him in this movie, that was about the only tie-in I really had to like the previous MCU. All right. If Is, that yeah. makes sense. Moment?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually I like the way they did that Bing Kingsley appearance. I like the way they explained it, and it's, it's almost like I feel like Marvel always talks about they had things planned, but they really, when, when they brought them the Mandarin and they used that for, in the extremist storyline, they kind of, you know, threw those two in together. And I'm not sure if they run together in the textual comics or not. I don't read that many Iron mm-hmm. Man comics, um, but I have read extremists and I really liked it. Uh, I thought maybe they kind of shoehorned in where you can't ever bring this character back, but they did a good job of explaining that and, and given Bing Kingsley a, a role in this movie, like even be it, a, albeit a small one, just even a role in this movie. Um, I wanted to ask you all about something. I know that when the previews came out, we saw the fight scene with Wong. You know, um, we we saw just a clip of it, just a real brief, and everybody said it was abomination. Now, I haven't kept up with a whole lot of stuff about it, but that was not abomination, right? shouldn't seem like it. No, say- like didn't <laughs> no it didn't
2: look like to me. He didn't have no, he didn't look like me either. Okay,
1: so I'm just making sure that I wasn't wrong there. I could have been, but I was making sure. I do love the background well, but then, they did
3: though. They're like it's a fake fight, and you know we're just basically putting stuff on. And but Wong is one of the weirdest characters to involve in a situation like that. But <laughs> right. Why not? Yeah,
0: and also like, but you're right though. It was hinted at on like other YouTube channels and other media sources that that was abomination. Right, tied and
1: into it, the tie the whole story. And I was like, well, so I will, uh, I will yeah,
3: say that. Right now, Greg and I were talking beforehand and it's been a real big pet peeve of mine with the Spider-Man trailer and all the talk that goes on. Like I can only watch like a certain thing so many times, like when it comes to like a trailer, like the Spider-Man one Mm -hmm. that came out, I watched it like twice and I'm like, I got to stop because if I keep going then I'm going to become one of those people that are going to complain about, you know, where about other Spider-Men that are supposed to be in this film? And it's like, no one said anything, but everyone has the rumor. So on high regard mm-hmm. that like, it's going to happen. And like abomination was one of those things to where it's like, they were just trying to will it into existence. Like you, you set yourself up for disappointment before it ever actually happens.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. Like I said, it, it wasn't something that really bothered me when I saw it. Like I, I, I thought that maybe I was wrong about it. I do like in that scene, the way, uh, uh, Juan beats him though. <laughs> like that was a badass yeah. way to do it. Badass way to do it. Yeah. Like, um, and I love his character. I think, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, talk some, I guess just some spores We want to, um, the mid-credit scene was that the one with uh where, where they bring him in and they're talking to him about what's going on like i think that they gave you kind of a preview of what your new avengers is or like small snippet of what your new avenger is going to be with shang chi there and wong there and captain marvel and uh who was the last character that was there uh hulk hulk yeah banner. bruce banner yeah in the, in the arm sling so you know, you get kind of an idea That's of, okay, cool. this is the new startup of the new Avengers of what we're doing here. So, the vibe I kind of got from that, you know?
3: I, th- I think you're going to have something weird here. And I think you have the potential to have a really badass Shang-Chi movie next time. And I was going to bring this up a little bit earlier, but I mean, this, I don't want to make it too much of a hot topic. You, when you have, you know, they made a real big point that this was a Chinese-American movie or Chinese, you know, background movie you know here we are trying Mm. to bring minority a minority movie up and they wanted to make it more fun if they went campy they did but they wanted to make it more fun because they really wanted it to succeed and and the, the behind the scenes thing once again showed how much they really wanted to try to do it if they can actually turn this character into a much better like formative story going forward you could have something. And even if they're not building to like an Avengers thing with him, they're introducing him to the world and bringing all of those comfortable faces that we know. And some people love you're, you're introducing another part of the galaxy, the continuity. So yeah, it's going to, it's going to build, everything has to build because it's Marvel, but
1: Mm -hmm. well, and Cody, you had mentioned something before about the Eternals and maybe there's a time with it. Like I'm, I'm off. I'm, I've been not watching a lot of news about a lot of stuff. I'm trying not to spoil myself. I know when it comes out and I want to see it when it comes out. And Same. it's actually a, a better life like that, not diving so deep into it, knowing little facts is cool. But is there something in the Eternals that has to do with the Ten Rings? Because I know at the end of this they were talking about the Ten Rings being way older than you know uh his father well,
0: Adam. I know that one of the uh the whole aspects of the Eternals is originally one of them made weapons. Mm -hmm. Like uh, and and you even saw like in the trailer that they made a Captain America shield way before, but like one of those Eternals is a a master weapon maker. So I kind of thought that you know maybe those weapons were made by the Eternals, and then somewhere along the way it was picked up uh, by the you know the Mandarin, the leader of the uh, of the Ten Rings. So that's kind of what I thought that it was and then again i'm subscribed to all the youtube channels that do like the breakdowns and the <laughs> all the things that you miss and stuff like that and i didn't watch them all because at that point i hadn't seen Shang chi yet but i did see one video that was like correlating something that happened in Shang chi to what either did happen or might happen in the eternals um and it, it again, like now that the MCU is like over, a, you know, it's been over a decade now that they've been doing this, as they enter into this next phase, I feel like now for the first time, they're finally kind of at the risk of having too many spread out kind of things. Like there's so many things that you have to know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if I'm there yet, like you know, if you didn't see Sean Chi then you know going forward later how much things aren't going to necessarily make sense to you i guess
1: I, I think i think what they're doing is they're not going to build a storyline like they did with the infinity saga where they're, they're going to have a universe like that with very broad and has a lot of new characters and some old characters yet in there before but it's not going to be a necessity for you to watch like i think if like when they bring x-men and f4 into the sit into the mix. Like you can watch the X Men movie, not movies, and not know what's going on with She Hulk and, and and Daredevil and anything else, Spider Man, anything else they bring in. Now they may in the future include one of those characters in with an X Men movie, and that'll make a person who's watching this say, "Hey, maybe I want to go check these movies out." But I don't think it's going to be a necessity that you have to watch all these movies. I don't think they're going to do. They're going to build up to a huge universe team up. I guess in DC, what you call a crisis event. Um, again. You know, they may have big team ups and big stories, but I don't think you're going to have a huge universe changing storyline like you did with uh, at least team up. You might have universe changing storylines, but not team up like you did with. Yeah, Infinity I, don't
3: Saga. Th- I don't think you're going to get the same caliber story as you do with Infinity Saga. But I do think that they are just planting seeds right now and seeing what they can do. I mean, I know that they, I, I, they come out with so much stuff. I mean, <laughs> you can't say at any given time that you know what they're going to do because it seems like all the stuff that they have on the on their docket right now seems weird and out of control i mean we, we just you know today got another casting for blade and i'm like like i know where you can put blade and like how you can do it but i don't know how you're going to because all of your stuff seems so discomboggled right now yeah but at the same time i'm like it, yeah I've given them my, my money, and I've been happy with the product, so I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> they
1: haven't done anything to me yet. Where when they come out with a movie, I'm gonna be like, nah, I'm definitely not going to see that. Like there may be something mm-hmm. that I miss that I haven't seen yet, but it's not something that I'm definitely not going to see. Yeah, you know? I
3: will yeah. keep up my strike and and like wait for them to come to Disney Plus because I love sitting at home watching them. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is pretty uh,
0: my 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 final little thing about Sean G here is it. Like this is the one that has me worried about my own self. Like, like I mentioned earlier, like uh, am I just an old curmudgeon now? <laughs> because I, I I look at like the at the scores and people generally seem to really enjoy this movie. You know, as, you know, I I think most opinions I've heard about Shaun Chi have been very favorable. And then I'm sitting here watching it, and it again, it's not like I hated the movie. I'm not saying that, but there were parts that I'm just like, okay, it's pretty, but I'm kind of more excited for this to end than I am to watch it. And I'm like, man, am I just so out of touch? Like, am I like, am I the one that, like, I've just lost my ability to determine what is and isn't a good movie? And maybe it is, dude. Maybe I don't know anything. Like, that's certainly a possibility, but I, I, I'm worried that this might be, where the MCU might kind of go in a direction that I might not be fully on board with from a storytelling perspective. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Iron Man 3 was terrible, and they rebounded from that. So it's like they've rebounded from what I would consider to be duds before. So
3: I don't know. It's it's the Star Wars syndrome. You're not a 12-year-old and you're not begging mommy and daddy to go see these movies you you yeah. can go see them whenever you want to and you can make the the choice not to but i mean when you got a yeah. kid you, you think about it if if you're a family of four and one of your kids is dying to go see it or wants to go see it on a birthday you just bought four tickets to go see that motherfucker. <laughs> that. you just paid yeah. them four tickets <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so at the end of the day i mean that's that's what you're doing it, it yeah. it's made for kids because kids are your future and mm-hmm. kids will literally keep watching your stuff if you give them something good when they're young and they're you know they're little soft minds are being shaped
1: it's the reason why i'm going to see ghosts but like so excited to see ghostbusters tomorrow it's the reason why when the mighty ducks series came out and whenever the cobra kai series came out you're exactly right you cater to these kids now guess what in 20 years you can reboot everything and cater to them again that nostalgia, audience,
0: that nostalgia hits different man yep. mm-hmm.
1: but it really does yep um so last thing i wanted to bring up about this one just uh going through the notes here blade fist is this uh, just like a funny joke about Taserface? You know, like do they just have a hard Razor time naming? Fist. I thought it was, I thought it was Taserface on Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it was a Razor Fist on this one. Razorface Taserface. was
3: all over the BMW. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: so was was the Face? It was Razor Fist. Razor Fist. My bad. All the cars,
2: are pig—that's yeah. the one they had to pick. <laughs> I know.
1: Like the, the character for the car it was it's so like, much okay. better too. <laughs> It was actually a pretty cool concept to have the blade arm and, you know, especially whenever you put the dragon armor or the dragon scale one on, which is pretty cool. But the fact that you have to like take it off and then put it on like a prosthetic leg, like why wouldn't you have something in this day and this kind of technology where you could just like hit a button and it comes out like a lightsaber, you know, like it's so much trouble to have to (laughs) to to go find something to put it on whenever you want to fight. Like just, you know, build something that comes out of your arm. I don't know.
3: Uh, The whole thing looked awkward to me. All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> at first, I thought it was the the that the guy playing the role was the guy who plays Luthor and, or Luther and um yes Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah. Like I thought at first, and I was like, is that him? And I had to pause it real quick, which is great. The ability to be at home and do that, I can do that. I paused <laughs> and I was like, Nah, it's not him. it have been cool if it wasn't, but it was really nice, nah, it's not him.
2: So.
1: <laughs> Well, anything else you guys want to point out about Shang Chi? Can
2: we talk about Morris? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was Let's like, talk about oh, he's so cute. It's like a little. Fair chick pig chicken thing with no face.
1: I called it a chicken pig, yeah. I
4: was like, what the
2: <laughs> heck?
1: <is> <laughs> I would have one.
2: Yeah, then, my wife then, saw like, one. Like it's just the relationship between he and Trevor, too, that was so cute as well. Because it's like, you know.
1: Oh, did you freeze up? You know, oh, Trevor's no. like okay.
2: And then even in like the one part with Trevor, because you think something's happened and like little dude walks up and he's like, What? He's like, Shh, we're just acting, we're playing a part. Yeah. He's like Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I just like little interactions like that. I thought were just like super cute.
3: Finn Kingsley like is, is so strange because on that behind the scenes part, it's nothing but a it's it's a green pillow on a yeah, stick. Yeah, he's
2: like holding and, that. Yeah, yeah. And That's he just... and
3: he talks about how he has to you know, how he as an actor had to as an actor had to
2: <laughs>
4: get into
3: a relationship with the guy who holds the stick. That sounds. I'm just like, dude. I mean. You and your years. Ask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: you're freezing up a little bit, Sarah. I, never,
2: I know, yeah. tell him my internet is shit right now, and I'm like yeah. really getting pissed off with it. So, anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you must have spectrum. So I top think top we talked about like... this before, yeah. Uh, okay. Last thing I could say that, that I pointed out that crossers but everything else, on the list or somebody's mentioned it. Um, the uh, the I want to say the overall look of the dragon was cool. I like it. There's a lot of different ways you can do dragons, you know. Uh, and, and I've already said that the, the computer graphics in this were great, and the special effects were amazing. I thought the overall look of the dragon was pretty cool. Seemed like kind of a badass. I like the long serpent look of it, you know.
3: That's definitely Chinese. I mean, the uh, I mean, you can tell that with all of the Chinese parades that you've ever seen okay. interpreted on anything. Okay. But yeah, the the long body, the you know, the arms are real low and. The arms and the feet are pretty small, I guess, in comparison, but I I only disliked the screensaver effect when it was flying and it felt like, you know, like their whole thing was like pipes like <laughs> or something, you know. Uh, that, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. only yeah, thing weird. I was like, uh, don't really need all that, but I, the dragon riding was kind of like a turn off for me. That whole yeah, part of like never-ending
1: story, like, so I can believe that kind of stuff, you know. Fine. But I mean, like,
3: Falcor wasn't a Falcor wasn't a dragon. He wasn't a realize. dragon,
1: but if you can ride, if you can ride Falcor, you can ride a dragon, you know. So. <laughs> Tint is good question, but yeah, okay. So okay, well, if there's nothing else anybody wants to bring up, and let's just go, let's give it an overall grade. Let's do a zero to ten scale, and Sarah, I'll start with you on where is this on your rankings with MCU movies zero to ten. Not li- not list of all of them because we don't have to, like going through all thirty-seven of them.
2: I'll probably give it seven and a half.
1: Okay, respectable score.
2: Respectable
1: mm-hmm. score. Cody, what you got?
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, look, I mean, I again, maybe I'm just an old curmudgeon. Um, I, I just, I didn't enjoy this movie, and I wanted to, man. Like, I was pumped for this movie, um, and you know, I really wanted to enjoy it. Um but kind of going like to what I said with the arcane stuff. I like characters. I like a lot of characters and I like a, a lot of meat on the bones with same characters and I just felt like that wasn't that. But it was pretty. <laughs> so yeah. It was pretty.
1: Hey, it had <laughs> <Yeah. pretty.
3: laughs> nice colors. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, what's, you, Ross? what's the number score?
3: Uh because it's a Marvel movie. And it has that weight and background to it. I guess. I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll give it a seven. Okay. I but it's like, I mean, to Cody's point, it's not like a fan. Like, it's if this were a standalone, like, non-Marvel movie, and they just came out and tried to tell a story, you wouldn't be able to do it because you didn't have your feet planted in a universe already. There was no building. There was no, uh, like it. It didn't. It did a good job getting from like A to B super fast. And it told a real tight story. But it, when you look at the story, it was very small. Right. So only because I, I, I loved the choreography and the fighting, I thought that it was spot on. And there wasn't really much of anything that, like art. Uh, to Cody's point earlier also on Arcane, I didn't feel like there was anything that was out of place or missing scene to scene. Uh, they did a fantastic job. Keeping like every like mark on the face the exact same for like each transition and each and everything else. This movie did a pretty pretty good job keeping all of that individual in cinema like continuity of the actual film really well together. But it wasn't it wasn't life changing. I mean, yeah, it was a fighting uh, movie.
1: I'm, I'm I'm right in there with you guys. I am want to give it a 7-2. Uh, you know, like I said, it wasn't the best story ever, but I didn't have any huge problems with it. Little things nitpick here and there. But I also wasn't expecting it to be a movie that completely blew me away. It did uh, exceed my expectations in the visual aspect of the movie. Um, like I said, the, the choreography I thought was amazing. It obviously, is the best Marvel's done so far. Uh, Cody, you're right. Winter Soldier does, does rival it a little bit. There's just a lot more of it in this movie than Winter Soldier, I think. Winter Soldier does it really well. There's just not nearly as much of it. Um, so I think that's why this yeah. one may take the edge just with that, even though Winter Soldier is still my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like you know, a, a seven, I think it's a solid score. That this, It was good enough for me that um, I'm kind of with y'all. If I, if I never saw it, I would be okay. But I'm glad that I did get to see it and get that experience. You know, now that I'm past it, we'll see if any of this stuff that's come up in this movie, other than the actual origin of the character comes into play with anything, you know? So, yeah. Um, and uh, tin Tizzy did have one question I wanted to get to right before we got off this and uh, I'm having a little trouble understanding it. So maybe y'all can, he says now that he killed the big demon, does that mean that people can beat back all the little things and reclaim their world? Does he mean the other souls that were coming out that were like the demons? Well, the soul sucker things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah although... I'm
3: pretty sure that's all that happened.
1: Okay. So he, he basically I mean, I freed everybody whenever he killed the, the big demon.
3: Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't souls. know if they all kind of like died at the same time. I did, no, honestly, no towards the end of that movie, I got busy. But no. I will say that I mean, if you can beat the big thing, then surely you can take on the little things. Take on the little ones. That's right.
1: That's right. And Tizzy gives it a six out of ten. So we're all, we're all right in that ballpark. You know, Cody's a little low on it, but you know, you you're nothing wrong with uh, not liking something. Hey, Everyone has stooge. their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, okay, we got uh, the Spider-Man trailer and then some Star Trek stuff to talk about. And then uh, what else do we got? Oh, yeah, y'all are going to talk about some Foundation, I think, So, which I haven't seen yet. But y'all are more than welcome to talk about it because I'm going to watch it when I get Apple Plus. But Did you, you finish it,
3: to- Sarah?
2: I am not. Like I said, my <sighs> evening went to shit right now. so I, it's well, like, We don't
1: have to talk about it right now. We can always push it. Yeah, I'd like so to talk it I about it too say. at a certain
2: point, though,
0: because I'm like <laughs> really loving it. So. And I'm going like, to get
1: Apple TV, and I'll eventually watch it too. So we'll see. Cody, did you watch the Spider Man trailer? Do you want to stick around and talk about that?
0: Yeah, I can talk about that.
1: Hell yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's 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 talk about that then. <laughs> that was the the big thing this week. I know Geekverse was actually going live with the reaction whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the exact time. It was just that the alert that came up there going live, but then I looked at what time was coming on and I actually got to watch it right as it dropped, which is really, really fun. Funny enough that I could find it on Twitter faster than anywhere else as soon as it dropped, which I guess is one mm-hmm. good thing about Twitter. Find it stuff real fast. But uh, overall, you know, um, once again, it's a Spider-Man movie. I don't need an, another preview for it to make me go see it. I'm going to go see it because I love Spider-Man. I love all the spider man you give me so far. Just Spider-Man webbing everywhere. Thwap, thap, doop, you bam, bam. Like give me some more Spider-Man. Um, this trailer impressed <laughs> me. You know, I know a lot of people were asking about how much more of the villains we were going to see in this trailer. And immediately when this one comes out, that's the first thing it hits you in the face with. It's like Zack Snyder's dark side in, in this trailer. Just bam, right away. Uh, which is pretty cool. I like seeing that. Uh, I still have questions about the story of this trailer. I've had people talk about wanting to see a story trailer before the movie comes out, but the movie comes out in like a month. I don't want to see any more trailers. Like I have questions about the story, but I'm going to get those questions answered when I see the movie. I don't need any yeah. more questions. I don't need any more footage. They've sold me. They've got my ticket. I'm going to go see this movie. I enjoyed this trailer. Uh, Ross, what say you, sir?
3: I, don't get me wrong. I like the trailer, but I could have done without it. I didn't really need to. I didn't even really need it. I knew that I was gonna see the movie anyway. The moment they announced it. I mean, the other Spider-Man movies were really good. So uh, take what you will from too much information, but I think it's it goes back to the same thing that they always say: if people are talking about it, then that's free advertisement. And people are talking about it, and it's all over the place. And all of these content creators are making shit about it. And I mean, as much as we like to sit here and just literally talk shit about all the stuff—not talk shit, but talk about the shit that we enjoy—I <laughs> didn't need it. I did. I could have sat back and just waited until whenever I got the opportunity to see it. It was good. I think my biggest highlight from it was seeing the the cool electro costume. I did like actually will spin up on it better
1: yeah yeah that was nice go okay, we're gonna play it with no sound and uh just talk over it and i'll skip over some parts so we don't get shut down but yeah no you're absolutely right ross that electro suit was badass i liked it mm-hmm. what do you think sorry
0: no I, no I, the only thing i was just gonna say i'll let sarah go first is i like that they changed electro from the blue in his movie Mm-hmm. to like the actual yellow lightning that he always should have had mm-hmm. i like that but i'll let sarah go first
2: i like the fact they didn't show a whole lot it was like okay here you know here's some of the villains we're gonna have and you know it's still up in the air about the other spider-man you know you're in this you know multiverse type thing so i'm completely satisfied with the fact that okay here's to me, this is like the teaser. Okay. This is a little bit of something that's going to be in it. Don't show me everything, you know, it's just, but, and it's, it's like with Brian, he's always looking, he's like, Oh, did you see? No, I don't want to see it. I don't even want to talk about it. I just, like I said, it's only a few weeks away. Calm the hell down.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: We're going to see it in the theater. I mean, there are, take my money. You know, you got it. Let's see it. Yeah. But I mean, I it, it right it's, there. That's but i mean Spider-Man it's cool sweet. and I, I, I like seeing um dr strange and i think that's kind of cool you know i think that's cool and that's you know i think you know with the oh internet multiverse thing but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um no no i agree the, the spider-man not showing too much was key for me like they did show a little bit more in this trailer there's there's it's a three and a half minute trailer. I'd say of, of that. You probably get maybe, maybe two minutes of, of new stuff altogether. If you mix it all uh. up, but a lot of it's more or less elaborating on things that we've already seen and already known, which is not spoiling it for me, which is good, you know? Um, Cause I don't want to be spoiled on Like I already have an idea of what this movie is going to be about. You know, I've got, so let me go into it and discover it as it comes. You know?
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with Ross that like, the main point of this is just to hype up the movie. I could have seen the last trailer and and known everything that I needed to know that would make me want to go see the movie. And by the way, like okay, it's such a a bad kept secret at this point, uh, just because of you know media and leaks on the internet. But look, we already know the other Spider Man in this movie. Everybody knows that, and, and it's like that was. I feel like, you know, burying the lead is so far out of the question for Marvel because everybody knows the other Spider Man in this movie. But now, when you have this trailer that flat out shows you a Green Goblin, flat out shows them talking to Dr. Octopus, it's like the big reveal. Like, we already know what the big reveal is. We're going to see the Tobey Maguire, Spider Man. We're going to see the, I forget the other kid's name. Andrew uh, Garfield, yeah, the yeah. Andrew Garfield Spider Man. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that there is another bigger, not maybe not necessarily like a reveal like that, but I hope that there is some other thing that they're building to in the movie, because I feel like this trailer kind of just blows that out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily, and then a lot of those things, like even when they're standing right there at the end on the Statue of Liberty. It's like that's some you know stuff that you know happens near the end of the movie. I was like, going to
1: ask that. Do you think it's near the end?
0: I, I think be. so. And yeah, if yeah. it is, I don't. I don't know why you would even show that. Like,
3: yeah, I think it's I the really connective part of it with like the whole because we haven't gotten anything past the whole Loki conversation. We haven't. Uh, we haven't had that chance to continue that conversation, I guess is the best way to put it. And so if this movie is going to, because everything has told us up to this point that it's going to lead to the, the Dr. Strange movie, that's all that's going to like eventually get there. But if this movie does is a stepping stone to get to that, then uh, if they got to bring it up at the end and they're going to make it uncomfortable because this movie seems like it's the first time that the rest of the world sees the effects of what happened in the Loki show and it could carry on to the bigger, better things, you know. It could be yeah. their maybe not like their infinity saga sized story, but maybe it could be like their their big phase story. Like I said, I don't know how far they're gonna go with the whole multiversal conversation. Mm-hmm. But if they wanna keep it pretty tight and tight knit in mm-hmm. one phase, then they can do it in just this one. Yeah.
0: Do you guys think that's Doctor Strange? Because uh, there's been these rumors floating around uh, that that is either an alternate dimension, Doctor Strange, or that is someone potentially masquerading as Doctor Strange.
1: I've seen the rumors. Mephisto. Ba- yeah,
3: and there you go.
0: <laughs> Everybody thinks Mephisto is like lurking behind. It'd be so funny
1: if they did that, just to blur by the way. Uh, no, it, it definitely could be. I mean, they introduced this other Doctor Strange in the What If series, I think, for a reason. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I think it's a definite possibility. I, I think what I'm what I'm the most interested in with Marvel moving forward, uh, is I want to know is this multiverse stuff what they're gonna use to bring in mutants and f4? Or is it gonna be something in universe that creates it? Like because it feels like kind of a cop out if they just pull them from a different universe, but I guess not because I just want them in the universe, so it doesn't really matter for me. But would either one bother y'all?
3: I just want to see them in the universe,
4: you
0: know? I, not
3: really. Here's here's the thing. My mind tells me that statistically there's a good chance they get screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, they make good use of my money. So, yeah,
1: that's true. That's true.
3: So I'm, I'm with
0: Tin Tizzy in the chat, like. I love me some X-Men, dude. I grew mm-hmm. up on X-Men. So I'm just hoping that whatever way they do it, they do actual justice to the characters unlike the some of the original X-Men movies. Golden suit over and oh, or the blue
1: damn. and yellow. I can do it with the blue and yellow. Like
0: right. yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, I, and even from like a, a, a an actual character perspective, like if you watch the old, and I don't mean to make this about X Men, but if, if you Good. if you watch the old X Men movie, Cyclops is such a dork. Like you don't give don't a pitch. damn about Cyclops. He's listening to the uh, to NSYNC in his car. Like he's meant <laughs> to be the foil. You want Wolverine. To, you I want, want to. Wolverine to get with Jean Grey, and he's just like the antagonist asshole boyfriend. Whereas in the comics, Cyclops was and is a pivotal leader in yeah. all of the in all of the Marvel universe. And, he ain't and, no and, cuck.
4: That's right. No,
0: he ain't no <laughs> cuck. And, and he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, boy, pay the cuck. And dude, that whole thing. I do. I can go <laughs> on and on about X Men. So let me stop here. Um, You're I just good. hope that 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 they do it justice. I've always, or I've been hearing that Eternals was going to kind of be the movie that lays the groundwork for how the X-Men will uh, be created. So, it, again, you know, the MCU, like Ross mentioned, it seems like this is a, a building block to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then each one is, like, setting you up for another one. So I think all of these are laying the groundwork for Fantastic Four. Um And uh, the X-Men. But also in that movie, uh, or in the the trailer, uh, what used to be Stark Tower, it was purchased in the universe by some other group. And I think that they're saying that that group is going to somehow be connected to Reed Richards. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And that what once was the Stark Tower is going to become the Fantastic Four building. And that this Spider-Man movie would kind of lay the groundwork for that specifically, but I don't know. Hmm.
1: That sounds interesting. Uh, you know, I'm excited for it. The one thing I can say is, you know, Cody, you mentioned earlier about the Andrew Garfield and the Toad Maguire being in there. I feel like it's an almost certainty they are going to be, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if they weren't. And to be truly honest with you, I, I it wouldn't make me hate the movie if it wasn't. Ross, we were talking about this before or kind of get into it a little bit before, but I don't want to you know, blow my whole load before the show started. Um,
3: Gotta save it.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, we'll that if you're basing your liking of this movie on Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield being in the movie, then you're watching it for the wrong reason. And if that can ruin the movie for you, because I'm sure that even if they're not in there, which is a good chance they will be, but even if they're not in there and you, you still don't get a good movie, it's, it's very unlikely
3: you're still not going to get a good movie. You know, I I say this once. Well, I say a lot of stupid shit once a week here, but just don't act surprised. Just (laughs) watch what you want to watch and enjoy the shit out of it. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, it's fine. If you do fucking praise it and raise it up. Mm We really love the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man,
1: you want to see him in this movie and it doesn't come out. Guess what? You've still got the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that you can go back and watch the movies. Anytime you want to, they make steelbooks of them, you know, yeah, there's so <laughs> many things that I
3: like that, that most people don't like. Like I, I, everyone can hate me. I, I love Ragnarok. I love, I, I, I loved all the music that they did with electro in the Garfield Spider-Man movies. I thought that, you know, they could have done a much better job telling that story, but there's parts of it that I just, I fell in love with. I mean, I all, personal experience is what makes you hate or love this stuff. And if your personal experience makes you hate it, cool, don't watch it again. If you feel bad that you spent your money on it, say it and move on. Like I've I've wasted so much money in my (laughs) lifetime over things that I either didn't need or didn't enjoy actually having. Mm -hmm. So... The good thing cares,
1: about is for, for the most part, you find stuff you like. You know, it's very you know, yeah. I, bat, I bat like an eight hundred on stuff that I watch. About twenty percent of stuff I watch, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that. Most of the other stuff I don't feel like I've wasted my time watching. I took some good content, and even if it's something you didn't like, at least you can you know hate watch it now.
3: And then our the game comes fight, out, and I can go. talk. Hours about arcane like constantly <laughs> yeah, on this whole entire yeah. show. We could just done a whole <laughs> episode on it. Yeah, right. We, yeah, I, we,
1: I was we, thinking about that. Whenever we uh, started talking about, it. I was like, "Damn, we could. I could talk about this for two hours. Really like, yeah. We didn't even. We didn't really like break it down. We saw that no, we really loved it. about it. Like, Cruddy, if you will not come back next week, man, we're gonna break dude, it down. I like, will Chris
0: for so sure. Crazy. Especially That's after the same. final three. More. Uh, <laughs> dude, after the final three, I gotta have. Like, you guys are the only. I mean, I I, I introduced it to another friend of mine. But you guys are so far the only people I know that have watched the show that I can like bounce it back and forth with. So yeah, I would definitely well, it be was, back. It was on my radar the people from the, beginning. the chat
1: room we're going to tell the people to watch it out live, you know. Yeah. people earlier. I was like, and they
4: tell their friends.
0: And and by the way like not to date myself here, but like I was really young when the original Spider-Man movie came out. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, there is that nostalgia factor too. That's like, yeah, I do hope fucking Tobey Maguire is in the movie as mm-hmm. Spider Man. Like, that was the Spider Man that, like, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, that Spider Man movie is what kick started the mm-hmm. superhero movie crave that we all live in. I,
1: I think so too, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, I, yeah, there is a bit of nostalgia. Uh, oh, and by the way, I'll also bet anyone. Anything that they're gonna be in the movie, like so it, I'm wondering about the they are. Yeah,
2: I'm like, you know, I'm totally expecting it because I'm like, if they're not, it's probably gonna be like a huge right. But if they're not, it's fine because I love Holland. I think he's a fantastic yeah. Spider-Man. Um, but I can't say if if they're not in there, I can't say I'm not gonna be disappointed or at least okay. a little disappointed. You I know? Think,
1: I think it's gonna be for about. Three minutes of screen time at the very as end of long the movie. As you
2: have just that little bit. Yeah. That's all because I feel like it's gonna help this story from which you can kind of get, but that's why I don't really want not watch all these damn trailers because I'm like, yeah. just yeah. give me the damn movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well hey oh, I, I wanted yeah. to ask I wanted to ask all this. Um I didn't see the, the Venom movies, but I heard that the last one. I don't know if any of you guys watched them. I heard that the last one. In the mm-hmm. like, they had a post credit scene or something, and it kind of implied that there was going to be a crossover between this Venom and Carnage and this Spider Man. I'm just asking, is there any truth to that? Like, I don't know. Because with all this like Disney and Sony stuff, it's like two parents, two divorced parents, like playing tug of war over their children here with Spider Man. But you know, I, I did hear that they were going to try and. <laughs> maybe implement uh uh some of the venom stuff from the Sony movies into Spider-Man. You you wanna take this one,
1: Ross?
3: I think <laughs> that they are not only not playing Tug of War, I think that they are in a corner slowly just getting each other going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have found the way to make this work like in both of their favors to where they can tell a story when they introduce that whole multiverse thing, they opened up the gates to, to not, to not bring Sony into Marvel as much to boost both of them, to tell their own versions of stories Mm -hmm. simultaneously Mm -hmm. in their own realms. The venom thing was at the end, you had the, the, the scene and I haven't seen the movie, but I mean, I've heard this instantly when it came out, where you had Eddie Brock on the bed, him and Venom basically having their little inner dialogue and all of a sudden like things changing and things change because that was supposed to be kind of like that pivotal moment where the multiverse kicked in and things were like just changing everywhere. And so whatever they were experiencing changed in real time for them and they kind of caught on to it. And I don't know if Mm -hmm. that's, if you're supposed to be led to believe that because they're, they are Venom and they are able to like, Right. See these things happen or what the actual case may be. But I tell you right now, Marvel and Sony have a secret handshake that none of us know what the fuck is. And they are they're making money every single time they do it. Yeah, and <laughs> Fox should be doing the same thing. Hey, so okay,
1: maybe I'm mistaken then. I thought the end credit scene for because I, I I've seen something of the end credit scene for Venom was uh uh with Michael Keaton in it.
0: The you did one- so you did. The one that right. I heard was with Jay Jonah Jameson, and that at the end he's like in a hotel room with Venom or something, and then he sees the Jay Jonah Jameson from these Spider-Man No Way Home films, and that that was kind of like their way of tying it in. Again, I don't know. I didn't see Venom. I, I just heard about that part in the movie.
1: Yeah, so, I'll say I didn't see it either, but I, I thought I saw a scene where we had Michael Keaton. Yeah? <laughs> say it sarah say Say what happened you say it
0: you
2: guys are just going going we're guessing
1: you you, you saw it for i mean it just
2: gives you the the impression that basically something happened where now eddie and venom are like in that timeline now with that spider-man so that's where it's giving you the the um implication that okay what just happened because he's even just like what just happened and i mean um Granted, it's been a minute. I've seen it, but yeah, I mean that's that's basically like the the idea they're trying to portray that somehow they've moved from this universe, their universe, to this one. So I mean, it's it's like okay, uh, he's now in this. Yeah, like I said, like like ten is like with you know now he's in the Tom Holland Spider Man multiverse or yeah, that universe. Yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah, Tensai they see him in the hotel room with Tom mm-hmm. Holland. Okay, well yeah, yeah, because something like happens, some kind of like time. shake up. When she talking. did it to herself, always when Whatever, herself she right shook it. It. Jiggle a watch.
2: <laughs> so,
1: uh, really, that's right. another
2: thing people are saying about this this trailer as well is like you know, saying that, um, you know, some characters may have been CGI'd out of certain scenes, yeah. So, especially when you have yeah. like the big so one. many
3: people CGI characters in, everyone's like, Here he is.
2: Well, that's what i <laughs> I mean, you know, who's to say <laughs> that might not be in this 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 last scene? Who's to say that, you know, that's like true. I said, the other two Spider-Man aren't, you know, in this as well. So yeah. that's the one thing that I did like about this trailer is because it didn't show everything. You know, you're still thinking. And then it's just the whole fact of, you know, people were their theories and, you know, this, that, and other. So it's you have this huge buildup. And now I'm just like, okay, we're what, less than what, three weeks away from it?
1: It's getting close, December like nineteenth or something like that. I know.
2: I think it's so. a
1: seventeenth, seventeenth uh, I believe. Oh, somewhere around there. So it's going. So be you know
2: the Twitter and everything else is just going to blow the hell up. Like once this movie comes out, it's just yeah. there. You go. It's so it's just Monday, like now. get way. off of it until
1: <laughs> you see it. <laughs> yeah, definitely the most exciting uh, Marvel movie. Uh, or most the the Marvel movie I've been most excited to see in a while. Put that way of all the Marvel movies that yeah. have come out lately. So and, not not knocking all them, just this one's. Definitely
0: my favorite. And my um, last little my last little X-Men bit, the Spider-Man and what they were able to do with Tom Holland is what gives me hope that they'll be able to do the same thing for the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like, and again, I'm not trying if anybody likes the Garfield movies or the Maguire, what whatever, you know. But in when those movies like really started to get off track, I feel like Marvel took Spider-Man did the Tom Holland thing and they really nailed the character. So I'm hoping like, this is what they can do for X-Men because I really feel like they know their content. They know their characters and they know how to do them justice. So like movies like this, I'm, I'm, I'm always pulling for it. You know, mm-hmm. I want, I want to see this movie do well. I really like Tom Holland as, as Peter Parker loves Zendaya. Z- I, I just have a crush on it. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but uh, no, it seems great. Um, and yeah, it's a fun movie, man. Like these movies, they're, they're fun. They're the most fun Marvel movies that you could watch. It's a Spider-Man film. So,
3: yeah. Well, what what do you feel about the, the campy humor in, in the trailer? Between, you know, like, I'm sorry, what's yeah. your name? <laughs> yeah and then the thank you part you know i mean does it and, feel and the, more appropriate in a spider-man movie
0: yeah and the part where she's like trying to tell dr strange to be polite or say please or something like that i, I guess yeah because it's a spider-man film yeah i guess it kind of lends a little more to that but again even going back to the sean chi thing i think there's just a certain amount of that that you almost kind of have to expect now A certain kind of campy, and again, I don't want to go too hard on Disney, but I feel like it's that Disney effect. And that kind of what you guys said earlier, if you appeal to younger people, they're going to love it and grow up with it and keep on paying for it for years to come. So it's kind of expected now, as long as they don't beat you over the head with it and make it unbearable to listen to these characters talk, which I don't think will happen. As long as they don't do
1: that, I think it would be yeah, fair. uh, you know, Cody, while you're on here and we're just talking about Marvel and then this Spider Man kind of ch- have got chasing a lot of squirrels, I wanted to ask you one thing because it's one thing you brought up to me, and it's about your homeboy, Dr. Doom. You know, we've been talking about Fantastic Four and, and X Men oh, coming in,
0: love Doom,
1: Cody. I know that the last Marvel fate or last Marvel like Infinity Saga focused on how big and bad Thanos was. And I remember you messaging me one day and showing me a clip from the comic book. And you were like, if people love Thanos, wait till they see Dr. Doom. And the clip was from a comic where Dr. Doom is ripping Thanos' spine out of his body, like through his chest and ripping his spine (laughs) out of his body. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's the direction they're going to go with Dr. Doom, like that powerful, because, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. So what are your thoughts, man? Do you want to see that?
0: Yeah, dude, of course I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Doctor Doom is one of the best villains of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened if an evil supervillain was ten times smarter than you? And that's Doctor Doom. Like, he o- has his own country. Like, the, the guy is uh, is a genius. He's an ultimate badass. If you look at what he's been able to do to multiple villains uh, in the Marvel Universe, like, the guy is just... A gangster man like yeah. i love that dude and i love the the cerebral characters like what you know i don't necessarily need to fear you and, and you know look at you and have you look intimidating and it does kind of look intimidating but it's what he's capable of doing and 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 how conniving and how intelligent he is and it's like, that's what i love about a villain it's that and Magneto, yeah, I,
1: Doctor Doom kind of, yeah, Magneto, man. Uh, Luthor kind of thing, yeah,
0: yeah. Him, uh, Doctor Doom and Magneto are two of my favorite villains, maybe of all time. So <laughs> yeah, if they're able to do him justice, uh, yeah, and again, that helps me. That has me hoping that they nail Fantastic Four as well, because mm-hmm. those movies, God, I third time's <laughs> Although yeah, I will I, say.
1: <laughs> I will say the ones with Alba in, in in them, the Doctor Doom, the character that played the role, looked the part, and I liked oh, the yeah. suit. I thought they did a great job with that look.
2: Yeah, you know? Julian McMahon was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. he was. his pretty badass. So, yeah,
1: but those movies were uh, left it's little to be desired. Tough. Even. I liked the reboot. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I can see why they didn't go forward with it in the future because it wasn't great. But I didn't think it was. But well, they
0: bad. also didn't let that director make the film that he wanted to make. And we see the, it the guy that they originally tabbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, he wasn't on like the level of a Zack Snyder, but essentially it was a similar thing with the Snyder cut. Like, it, it, this guy had the movie that he wanted to make, and the Fox studios just flat out cut him at the knees and said, No, you're either gonna make the movie that we want or we'll get someone else to make it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it sucks when studios do that.
0: Ah, so, uh, yeah, terrible. So
1: reeling it back in chasing that squirrel uh anything else about spider-man y'all want to say uh we got a few weeks before it comes out that's going to be one that i think that i'm going to try to make it a point to see in theaters like as soon as it comes out because spider-man
0: why not no that's about it i'm pumped for it i'm right. excited to see it and um cool dude. yeah
1: well i think all we got left is uh foundation and prod or not Prodigy. um
3: discovery actually discovery Before you jump a whole lot, since we were still kind of in the Marvelness, like the only thing that really came out—oh yeah, news—bunch of stuff kind of came out today was just some casting things. And since it kind of covers all of Disney, I'll just mention all three of them that I saw. The two for you had the one for Blade, which was Delroy Lindo. I don't know if you guys remember Get Shorty, Mm
0: -hmm. or
3: if you ever watched like Romeo Must Die or. I mean, I remember the movies, but I don't think I don't know the character. So, I mean, you can look them up, but so they cast a character for Blade and they cast one uh, for a Star Wars show. So the Ahsoka show, they actually cast Sabine Wren. They are bringing her into the show and they do have an actress pinned for her so far. Uh, her name is Natasha Bordizzo, I believe is how you pronounce her last name, and she is going to play Sabine Wren, so we are getting that character in that show. The on the third piece of news is, I don't know what it is, but ever since Scarlet is now talking back to Disney again, uh, apparently she's going to be producing a new Marvel flick with Kevin Feige, so... I don't know if they're just going to allow her to put her name on something or if they're actually going to give some sort of influence, but I don't oh, know. Oh, they got, they got Mahershima Ali to play uh, Blade? Oh, yeah. Blade, yeah. 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 No, you didn't see I... that during – that was like the, the thing like two or three years ago. Was yeah, it? It? It was a lo- well, that and that was what I was going to yeah.
1: say. Here's what's funny about Blade, and I get COVID and everything. Blade reminds me of – is is Marvel's Flash movie, where it's like you hear it and you're like, oh, cool, okay, I like this casting. I, I could dig this far, story. Yeah. I want to see this character but you never hear anything about it. And it seems like it's never going to come out.
4: Yeah.
3: I it, didn't they, know this. They threw that, that worm in the water way, way, way too early. I yeah, I don't long understand long why they needed to bring it up. It was at their last, uh, it wasn't Comic-Con. I don't think it was a it decent It was one Comic-Con like two years ago, wasn't it? It was, it was before COVID. It was when they yeah. talked about Thor, Love and Thunder. It and was, was all a whole of stuff coming uh, out. Uh, they put him on. Yeah. They put him up on stage. I mean, don't get me wrong.
1: I'm excited for the new Blade. I love the old Blade movies, and I think the new Blade's going to be great. But it's just one of those things. It's like when I see something about it, I'll be more excited for it. I I just I've heard about it for so long and not really seen anything, huh? It came out out of the field. field. I mean, it's like you
3: have all these things. Oh, and you're getting Blade, and like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Really trying to build up. I I watched all three Blade movies. Yeah, and the Blade movies were good. You know, the first one. I mean you can't get the song and the rave scene and everything out of your head and the the i mean his sword is cool as shit yeah but at the end you're like you're gonna bring blade back in and that's what makes me think that they're really just trying to plant seeds they're really just trying to see what they can do yeah throw something on the wall see if it sticks you know if yeah. Morbius Morbius, does well, maybe Morbius Morbius yeah exactly. and people but,
0: forget that blade movie the original when it came out it was way more successful than they had even intended it to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Again, that that was another one of those movies that like, oh, yeah, hey, even kind of characters that you don't really know and love, if you put them in a movie and make them the center of attraction, it can be a big deal. So, yeah, Blade kind of was a part of that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, when, whenever there is something to be seen, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, Excited for it. One of you mentioned earlier, it might have been you, Ross. Like, you know, they have so many things that they have to juggle. Okay, now there's vampires. Yeah, so uh, uh, explain so. that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. go. Uh, you know, it's like that, they have so many different uh, mouths to feed. I would love to be a fly on the wall when Kevin Feige and all the other writers are like coming up with the through line story that spans throughout all the movies that they're planning. Cause that's, that's Dude, gotta that's be a that, task. That's a no
3: cell phone, no laptop room. Yeah. It's like, uh, like there is not an internet connection within like five miles. Like we have to go somewhere in the desert and sit down and, you know, <laughs> put like a lead, a lead top secret above
0: us. in <laughs> a bunker somewhere. And I've, can I say in those rooms? They do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Of all the things they do, there's always some kind of leaks or photo sets or something that comes out. Everything every movie does, but for some reason, like One uh, Blade, I Brogu. haven't released anything, huh?
3: Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say, Baby Yoda, uh, you didn't see that one coming.
1: True. There there are certain things, but I was gonna say they've done a really good job with as far as the X Men and Fantastic Four go in this universe. I've heard nothing, and I honestly don't know what their full rights are to them yet. They've got full rights to say or do anything with it, but. Uh, i 've heard absolutely nothing, which means they either a don 't have anything in the works or b they 're doing a really good job keeping a lid on that
3: you yeah, know you know you know they're you know they got red yarn on the gigantic ball that they are just piecing little things together and like yeah. here 's how we 're gonna get there here 's what we 're gonna do.
1: I, mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think that originally it was just like a big whiteboard, and now it's probably uh, covering the walls of a few rooms. The entire plan—it's like looking at a really difficult math equation. You know, if you lose your place, you'll never get back to it. So, but it's Marvel. They've got my money. Like you said, they make yep. good... you said they make do a good job with our money. So, I'll keep paying That's them all I got, I was,
3: stuff out. That was the minor stuff that I just saw kind of come out. So. Cool
1: well uh cody did you want to stick around for the start for the star trek stuff and the foundation stuff
3: i would have nothing to be able to add to the conversation
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, uh but not they i I love coming on the podcast with you guys i don't get the opportunity to like podcast much about stuff that doesn't have to do with the panthers and grown dudes running full speed into each other so i definitely appreciate it man um and uh whenever you guys do the arcane the next half, I don't know if you're doing it next Friday or whenever, but let me know, dude. I'm definitely yeah. down to come and, and, and talk about the show. I'm I'm loving that show. Um I think it's awesome. And then tonight, uh, when I get off here, I'm gonna go watch the Cowboy Bebop movie.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I- did yeah. watch Cowboy Bebop. I can't. That's, that was my plan tonight, too, is to watch that whenever we get done. So, so, just so you know, if you're talking about wanting to watch Door can, we're probably going to do our, the end of Arcane next week. So, come on for that. We're probably going to talk about Cowboy Bebop. We're probably <laughs> going to talk about Ghostbusters. And honestly, we're probably going to throw the Matrix in there, too. I know you'd like the Matrix movies. We're probably going to do the yep. first Matrix movie because we got to start covering those before the new one comes out. We're running out of time. You know, so you got uh, to watch Hit Monkey. Yeah, hey, monkeys, another thing we might check it. So, there's going to be a lot of stuff, man. It sounds like you're into a lot of stuff we're going to cover. You're definitely welcome to go back next week if you want to. Yeah, That's hell me.
0: yeah, dude. I'll definitely be here next week. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Hell, yeah,
1: we'll tell them where they can find you, buddy.
0: Yeah, man. You can find me on Twitter at Cody C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um Again, I'm on the C3 Panthers podcast uh, with my man Greg here. Uh, we go live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, every Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday free-for-all. And, and then Sundays we do a post-game show uh, after the Panthers play, and you can find me there. Um, all of my written work for football is at drafttech.com. I'm the Panthers analyst over there. I write first and second-round comments for the Carolina Panthers. And – uh that's it, dude. I talk a lot of shit on the internet, man. I don't know why people listen, but. Um.
1: You get some <laughs> tweets that pick up some action for sure. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. Up. Yeah. They, 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 they
0: go crazy. Hey,
1: if you're a Panthers fan, man, come check us out. We get fans from all over the place, not even Panthers fans, just from other teams. If we're playing you that week, come check out our show, man. We're friendly. We like to talk. We like to debate stuff. Um, we just hit 3,000 subscribers, Pastor. Right? Yeah. We hit 3,000 subscribers.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're getting hundreds of, of views per stream. Uh, per, like per live stream. Yeah. Uh, the other the other day I did a reaction video to Cam Newton coming back. That video is currently at over thirteen thousand views. So. Should take it off. Yes, yeah, it's, it, it's picking up. We're doing all right. We're doing all right.
1: All <laughs> right, man. I do appreciate it, Cody. Yeah, uh, I'll be talking to you probably tomorrow. I'm sure, and then definitely see you Sunday after the game after this Panthers victory, and uh next week, man, for sure. It'd be great to have you on. We're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff you want
0: to watch. So. I'll be yeah, back man. here next Friday with bells on, dude. There you huh. go. Yeah, definitely. Right. Hey, you will see in the chat room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All, right, bro, keep
0: All right, Greg Ross, Sarah, it was fun. Have a good night, y'all. Yep. Bye, man. Nice to you, man. All right,
1: so I'll just be honest with you. I couldn't watch Foundation because I don't have Apple TV, and I was a bad boy. I started watching Discovery. I got like ten minutes into it, and I was like. I need to watch the other seasons. I, I really need to watch the other seasons. I was like, not that I can't watch this and enjoy it and get it. Cause it was enjoyable, but I was like, eh. even the beginning of the show, it leads up with an intro to what happened. The whole of like a, a summary of what happened the whole last season. And I was like, well, shit, I want to see that. So <laughs> I didn't actually watch episode one. I watched like the first 10 minutes of it. And I was like, uh. I was like, I'm not going contrib- to be able to contribute anything to this other than it looks pretty. did a Good job. Great acting. you <laughs> know, Stuff like that. Um, Y'all watched it. I know y'all were super excited. Ross, you caught up, right? I know you were in like a frantic race to catch I up. I did. No, I you did. did. You did.
3: Yeah, I pulled deal. that one out like pretty well towards the end because I was really wanting to pay attention to it. <laughs> and mean, when I got to the end of it, I've, I I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, you get 13 episodes for season three, I think is what I watched. And by the time you get to the end of it, the first couple ones felt like they were trying to piece together that story. And you started to like, you weren't even like CW lost. You were just like, where is it going? And then you get to the end you're like, holy shit. Like all of this just came together and they did it in such like an organic, non-forced way. But it was, uh, it was almost like they pulled off a magic trick. And so I was really blown away. I got to the end of it. I really enjoyed it. And I know that when I watched the first season, I absolutely loved it. When I got to the second one, I was like, that's a great take on what they're trying to do. And they opened the door wide with like an enormous like karate kung fu kick. And when they came with season three, I was very interested in what they were gonna do and I was not disappointed. So season four, I I was ready, I was at the bell, ready to watch it.
1: Well, Sarah, what do you think? I know you're you're my you're my big Star Trek lady. Let's. uh, I know you love Discovery. You I were do. super excited for I season do. four coming That's, out. Were you? uh, Did season Did the f- premiere of season four blow you away? Were you uh, satisfied with what you got?
2: I'm probably gonna have a little hot take on this one because <laughs> number one, I like hot takes, yeah.
1: Because
2: <laughs> number one, the title of the episode was Kobayashi Maru. And I'm like. Okay, I get this. I get it. All right, I, 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 I see where it's going to go. The whole throughout that whole first episode, the only thing I'm thinking is, are they trying to turn Michael into another Kirk? Because she has such a parallel of because you know she was basically grew up as Spock's sister, so she, you have the the logic on one side, but yet, then you also have like the, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the, I guess just the Kirkness. <laughs> I don't really
3: know. The,
2: you know, just like the whole attitude of this is going to work because there's no other choice.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's the whole reasoning behind the Kobayashi Maru. Because it, it teaches you to okay, there are such things as no-win situations and how you deal with it. And but that's the only thing that was stuck in my head throughout this episode. Because towards the end, I'm like, okay, this is. I, I think I'm kind of seeing how this episode's going to go, um, because all three other episodes have been kind of like a, um, they've been in some no-win situations, but yet somehow these they squeaked out, you know, in some form or fashion but this is probably the only episode where you know especially starting the season where i'm like okay it's i, I kind of question it a little bit but i mean that's kind of the way some of the seasons of a lot of the shows i've watched this year where i'm just like okay let's you know, Seems to going be a theme. i know it's like you love it and then it's like some things happen you're like i don't know about this but I don't know I think that was like probably the one time where really with Michael I was like lady I mean come on now come on let's let's be your own person here because like I said I was getting such Kirk vibes it was really kind of unsettling but I don't yeah. know maybe that was just me <laughs> <I> don't <know.
3: laughs> no I, I think that's what they were really trying to do because I mean you I know that there's more captains and I'm not gonna say that these are the only two comparisons but we I mean you got Kirk and you got Picard and Picard sends out number two. there's a whole reason why why uh uh striker, right? Riker. Riker, Jesus, fucking straight up blinked on that name. We're talking about x man <laughs> Yeah. On, on on why William Riker was always the go-to guy. He was mm-hmm. the one that's like, you know, you put in charge. And that's it, lower decks had that feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. The captain wasn't gonna go out. I mean, she's gonna send her next next in line person. And when the president was trying to say that, you know, like, we have this opportunity of what we're looking for is this kind of person. What we need is a captain who's going to be a captain at all given time because the, the protection and the asset and blah, 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 blah are so important that we need a captain. What they didn't want was a, uh, uh what's the best way to put it? Like a, ace up their sleeve you know they don't need a joker that's going to come out and start you know making wild ass calls for no reason and pulling a kirk they don't need someone who's like i can fix it because Mm -hmm. i am the fixer titling the episode kobayashi maru was only beneficial for me because the episode was a test so
2: well and then plus from like the first episode or first season to the second season to the third season that's kind of what it's leading up to. So I think at this point now it's
3: Michael just being tested.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that may be where this season's going, you know, at least the first half of that season. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's interesting how it's kind of setting it up, but I did like the little, um, when they opened up the, was it the space fort? No, it's the space fort. No, what do they call that thing? Anyways, it was named after Archer. I was like, that's so sweet. I oh, love that. And yes. then talking about how they were going to put the shipyard um, almost. Yeah. It's it's like basically where they just do like their um, upgrades in their ship and whatnot. And, um, and then also, they were talking about that they were looking at Voyager to put in this mm-hmm. next generation drive. And I'm like, oh, y'all are speaking my language. <laughs> so I was like, that was, that was great. I just like little, you know, little tidbits like that. So.
3: No, they, they definitely threw in the, they threw in all the candy that everyone wanted to eat so mm-hmm. i they did a fantastic job of making all the the first first episode of the season calls because it almost felt like when i watched the finale for season three the way they wrapped it up was like most shows do like we don't know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. so we're going to put a nice little button on this and just let you think of what you will. And now when they come back with a new episode where they get renewed, they say, hey, I'm sorry, but we got to take that bow back off because, you know, we weren't done packing that box full of shit that you're going to enjoy.
2: Well, then also too, because, you know, the whole first episode for this is, you know, it's like the reestablishment of the Federation. So that mm-hmm. was like really cool to have like all these, you know, little throwbacks and these little, you know, mentions and that kind of thing. So it's like you know, and it's really interesting because you got to remember they're like 900 years in the future. <laughs> I mean, they're like, whew, why? you know, they're way up there. So there's like a lot of things have changed. So it's almost like you have the past to come in to help, you know, fix the present, but yet forge for the future as well. So that that's kind of cool. I mean, it's, I don't know, this, this, this episode, it was just such a call, like just a little, not really callback, but it was just like an echo of You know, just like past, like first contacts. You know, essence. In essence, it wasn't a first contact, but it was like a reestablishment or almost a second contact. So, I mean, you had that, and then, like I said, also it's just the that echo of you know how strong you know Kirk was because he was such a and 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 Michael she reminds me a lot of him, but then again, you know, she grew up with Spock, so it's like it's it's almost like you try to put it in that little not that universe so to speak i mean it still is the same universe but it's just i don't know it's just it's like
3: it's
2: like echoes of the past i guess that's how i kind of see it
1: so from an outsider looking in just looking at y'all talk about this and watching y'all's faces whenever you describe the stuff and this is obviously a, a show you both love is this the best star trek show
3: well, it's I the like, Star Trek show right now. I, I
1: know. I mean, like, I mean, in you know, existence. I mean, like, Picard, a, uh, compared compared to know, all the Star Trek shows, like, is this? I the mean, best I wouldn't would say Star it's Trek? the
2: best. It's like you have to.
1: It's just really enjoyable.
2: Which each franchise has its own has its own feel. So, like, anytime, like I said, and I've told you guys countless times, Voyager—that's my jam. Anytime I hear, um you know, references to Voyager or references to Janeway or references to anything like that, you know, to me, I'm just like, Oh, okay. Because it just feels like to me, even though everything is kind of like a, you got a timeline. So you have this happening here, this happened here, this happened here. And some of them are happening in, you know, in conjunction with the others. But it's just, when you hear something like, you know, like the newer stuff, you know, it's trying to tell its new story, but yet I love the fact that it brings in the, history of the others, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I think that's why why I like Discovery so much because it's, you started in essence, it's like you started with the original series because that was in the kind of like that little timeline and now you're pushed all the way to the forward and you're still thinking about what you've already known. I mean, it's past. I mean, it's like eons ago, you know, like with Mm -hmm. Picard, you know, you're still thinking it's still in the next generation type world you know, with some of the characters and stuff, and they even have some of the Voyager and that kind of thing. It's just, it's just how everything ties in together.
3: Mm-hmm. That star Trek, sense. Star Trek does what star Wars should do. And that is take a basis of a universe and play with the timeline, like make, imagine that the, the Skywalker family in star Wars would be like one episode or one, one series of star Trek.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And you could tell so many different other better, not want to say it wasn't fantastic, but I don't, you could tell so many different and better stories because you could be able to do so much with it. Jump forward, jump back. I mean, discovery. I, it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've already said it. So there's no spoiler does all of that. Mm-hmm. It jumps all over the place. It has connected tissue But at the same time, like there were things when I started watching the first episode that I kind of had to come to terms with because they introduced new stuff. And I wasn't a really big fan of the suits and the suits is a real big Star Trek thing, like whatever, whatever, whatever they're wearing. I mean, everyone wearing the same kind of color threw me off a little bit, but by the time that we made it to, I mean, this, this new season transcended that whole thing. So they're finally doing something new and i haven't quite figured it out yet (laughs) but they're so far in the future like they are i don't remember someone did a breakdown of the timeline Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and i can't remember where they're currently at but it's it's ridiculous because their reach is extreme and that's what you should do you should you should just play with the whole entire thing live within the basic core rules of the universe and then just play with it
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I, I love about Discovery too, especially there, like so far in the future, is like if you just look at the, the the races, like the president is she? I think she's some form of like a Cardassian,
3: because yeah, she, three different species, I think, is what I read.
2: Well, that's the thing about it because it's it's like the evolution because you know the the face isn't quite as extreme as what you're used to when you see in the mm-hmm. DS.
1: I'll pause. Nine.
2: So this is how we evolve. and even like with the Andorians and oh my gosh, I'm trying to think what else there was like all the other, you know, the other, you know, races and species and whatnot. And I was like, to, to think about that, it's like this, you're seeing an evolution that's like taking place and now you're like, you know, stuck back in it. So it's, it's, I think that's what I like about discovery is like, it's just gone so much further so quick and just see how everything has changed because now With them to go so far in the future, so far forward, to where you're almost re-establishing the federation. So you're like relearning what the federation's about. Like Greg, you know, you watching Prodigy, it kind of gives you like a little, you know, summary. It's it's almost like a Cliff Notes type thing of how what what it is and what it stands for. And teaches you the rule book. yeah, Yeah, and with discovery, I mean, you're you're already in that, but yet you're learning it a little bit more where it's almost like it's starting over but it isn't Mm -hmm. so yeah well and
1: and that kind of ties into this question i had here about learning stuff Tim tizzy asked do the new shows tie into the newer movies and i'm assuming he's talking about the calvin timeline movies and discovery and picard do they tie into the newer calvin timeline movies at all
2: i don't
1: other than the fact that the star trek
2: the calvin timeline is almost like it, it branched off into a new timeline
4: but that's not that's not the
1: new that's not but, the nude like prime timeline that's just no it's branch. like you've
2: got the prime. So okay. basically what happened with that one is like he had Shatner and Nemoy's Kirk and spot. So what happened at this point in time, that timeline it broke off into another one because a lot of the relationships and things that happen are like totally different because it with the um with the Romulans Nero coming in and just it like just broke off into another timeline. So it's it's that's that gives the opportunity of something totally new happening instead of what you've had from
3: it's your favorite subject, Greg. Time travel. Time, time, travel. Mm.
2: time travel.
1: Actually, of all the time travel <laughs> stuff I've seen done, Star Trek did it the best. They it did it the, the the for me the most easy to understand. Like the, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I don't have to question that. I understand what they did there. So Star Trek did a great job with time travel, as far as because I. Because
2: you're not going back and forth,
1: right? The only thing
2: that went back, and the only thing that from the new, the Kelvin timeline, that was from like the prime timeline, was Nimoy's Spock. That was the only one. Yep. And so when it he was really gone, that, that just basically took it all out. So that way, that gave that timeline the opportunity to just yeah, move a full speed ahead in its own, you know, or its own world. So I made it a little more simplistic. Of I to love back the Cohen
3: timeline movies. I mean, it, even the the third one was mad, but uh, shit, it I wasn't
1: mean, as good. But it was still, it was still fun. That Sadly, that was the only one I saw one, in theaters.
3: The first one is one of, I mean, like it is. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it was like my nostalgia to it. My, you know, uh, like. The fact that, you know, like my dad and I watched all those Star Trek things and everything else to go with it. It was a whole entire thing. And watching that movie when it came out was just like a real moving experience for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it the me timing, you know, the perfect timing for that movie yeah. to come out, I guess, in my life. But the way that they told the story and I mean, the type of movie that yeah. fucking JJ pumped out. Damn. Yeah.
1: And 10 Tizzy agrees says all those movies are good. I agree. Honestly, man, From I, I love all three of them. I, I really like the first one. But if I had to go back, I, the second one would be the one that if I had to, could only watch one again, watch more. There's that moment at the end of the second one, man. It's a tear-jerking moment. you know. And I remember before we reviewed it, Sarah maybe me watch Wrath of Khan and watch the reversal <laughs> of that. Uh, and I watched that for the first time I experienced it. But, man, that is a th- – those first two movies are done so well. and Like I said, the third movie was good. It just wasn't the same quality of the first two movies. And going back and watching the third movie over again, I did like it more the second time around. I think a lot of movies are like that. When I'm expecting stuff, I need to watch it more than once before I really, really judge it. Um, but for me, it was the second one, man. I love
3: that movie. Mabla. The second one is a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Like I I will take nothing from it because it tells a solid story. Yeah.
1: Tinted to oh, dry. That's, right. that's maybe one me want to start right. Me too. Like well, I didn't really so care crazy. for Star Trek. Lost all those movies.
2: I think I said because I love the next generation movies, mm. like um, Generations, First mm. Contact, all that. And I think what I see, Generations came out what, like 25, 27 years ago? <laughs> like, it was wow.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, it was definitely a 90s movie. It came out. I feel and like that was the one when like you in,
2: first see Picard week? and Kirk in like the same scene. <laughs> that was like,
1: whoa, <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs>
3: Hey, Ten has it a changed. question. I, okay. I mean, like it, it just—it was a pivotal moment in Star Trek because I mean they had it, there was so much going on. I, mean, I think that was right towards the end of what uh, Enterprise or what mm-hmm. uh, Next Generation was doing. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, dude, they were doing like costume changes. they were like, ev- everyone was getting older. Things were moving on, and like at the same time, they were like, "No, we're gonna mix your worlds together," and shit just <laughs> got weird. And like you're going to the theater and you're watching it. And, you know, I mean, at that point in time, it it wasn't like, you know, it still wasn't like a crazy popular thing. Like, you know, we get right back to like, when did Star Trek really become truly mainstream? And it has always had its cult following. And I have, I've loved it for a long time, but it's not one of those things I've always listed at the top of my list because that's more like a me thing. Star Trek has been a me thing where like, I know, like I I knew everything about Star Wars until I just was like, and I don't need to know anything else. Like I'm, I I don't need, I don't need it. But Star Trek has always been the thing that it just slowly follow and digest it as time allows. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I can't say that I like any one thing more. It's just that definitely the Kelvin timeline stuck out. I was there when Generations came out. I was there when, like, in the theater to go see those movies when they all came out. So I was there for all that. I was just at once again a different point in my life. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, well, speaking of points in our life, uh, this one's bringing one way back here. Ten Tizzy asked if Ross or Sarah is a fan of Stargate, and we've been me and him and talking about this in the chat. While we're talking about the show, uh, Ross, I-, I can't remember. Did you and I go see this movie together when we were younger? In theaters, because I, I mean, saw this movie in theaters, and this is right around the time when I think that like our parents would have still had to drive us to the theaters. This is probably, like what, like 96,
3: 97 with Stargate, the first movie, dude. I just watched Stargate, the that movie, like less than four months ago. Like it was on something, Like I just put it on, I'm like, shit, I ain't watched Stargate in forever. It's I'm a not killer gonna movie. Lie, like, I probably fell asleep right before the end, but
2: Stargate, yeah. the really movie. Tired. Came out in
1: ninety-four. 94. Okay. See, I was oh. in fourth grade oh. then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just so, no, yeah, started I'm driving. Pretty yeah.
3: sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we saw that thing early on.
1: Yeah. Um, but but I just remember loving the movie Stargate. I don't I never followed anything after it, but it's got a lot of stuff after it, so it has to have some kind of following and some kind of fan base, and it has to be somewhat decent. Oh, I just never dude, ever no, really yeah, followed passive. anything after it.
2: Well, we watching Stargate. Was there it was Stargate SG One, yeah, yeah. the
1: television show, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. But I love like the the thing that got me with the Stargate with the, the film itself. It was like this, just the. Uh, I know, it really, wasn't Egyptian, but it's like you know, just the Egyptian thing. Because when I was that age, I mean, that was just like I was absolutely fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny is when Brian and we bought our first house, I found this big relief type thing, and it's got like this big circle to send you guys a picture of it matter of fact it's like right over here on this wall but we call it our stargate because it's like this big circle tight relief looking thing <laughs> so yeah that's
1: i thought it. that was the coolest looking thing when i was younger like exactly. just like the water and like when something they would put the, the first scene that somebody puts their hand through it and then puts their face through it in the first movie it's like that looked so effing cool and i'm pretty sure a lot was, was them putting their face in water and then filming it from underneath you know but for me I was like, how do they do that? It's amazing. Because like I said, we had to have been in fourth or fifth grade in 94. So Dude, one, it, one of the it, two. It, it was and screaming it of like, like
3: Robert Patrick vibes from like the T-1000. I mean, like it had, like it, it brought like a whole entire similar thing that was just, I mean, out of
1: nowhere. Yeah. And that was I, back when computer graphics were starting to really pick up. Yeah. Not,
2: and even now if you go back and watch it, I mean, it's still, I, I still feel like it holds up pretty well.
1: It's because it's a good story. Yeah, you know, and Ten Tizzy says there's a new movie coming out. Is that uh, Ten? Is that a reboot of the original, or is it a continuation of whatever story they've got going on right now? That'd be interesting to know. Because if it's a I reboot know of the that, original, that'd be pretty cool
3: to see. I mean, even I a new story. New is here. coming out. I have no idea what uh, what we're actually getting because I I try to add it to my list of like things to go back and try to watch because I'm like shoot like Battlestar and like all that kind of stuff. I. <laughs> I've I, I've never had any sort of like completion with that kind of stuff, and so I have I've wanted to go back and watch it. I've gone back and watched shorter series because they're shorter, and clearly I can get through them a whole lot faster. Right. But um, no, I have not watched any of the Stargate stuff, and it's mainly because that stuff was on TV when I would was a kid watching other stuff. <laughs> I don't Makes I don't have a good enough reason for. For skipping out, I I do know that um, I'm pretty sure it was SG1 that I saw all over the place, mm-hmm. and I watched a couple episodes of it. But it was one of those things like when I put my foot in, like I got lost, and definitely wasn't able to like keep keep up with it.
1: What right. you, Sarah? Were you? You, I think you felt like you kind of have the same with us. You you have knowledge of Stargate, but you didn't really. Did you dive into any of the? Other I mean, I
2: watched, I watched SGA one for the, the longest time. Um Like I said, I mean, it's, this was around the time that. Let's see what that came 94. So this was like what, late 90s. So. You know, I, I was probably out and about a little bit more than you fellas were. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I do remember watching it because it had. um Oh God, what's his name from uh, MacGyver. Cause I knew he was in it. So that was the one mm-hmm. thing that pulled me into it but i had watched the movie so many times that i understood what was going on so whatever Mm -hmm. episode i jumped into because i cannot remember what you know what network it came on but i do remember watching a lot of i watched that a lot more than i did atlantis or any of the other ones so um yeah i I did i I was in it for a minute i was in it (laughs) that (laughs) might be
1: something to go check out you know well, I mean, if it comes
2: on every now and again, I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, I can't say that I've watched every single episode. But um, it was something that, I like I said, I I knew what was going on. It wasn't like I was completely lost because it was, you know, each episode of the show, it was, they were just going to, you know, the different worlds and just doing different, you know, this, that, and other know, They had underlying storylines, you know, within SG-1 itself. Hmm. But, I mean, it was a cool show. I mean, like I said, sci-fi. Anything at that point, sci-fi. Now, I never got into Battlestar. Um, yeah, there's so there, there's a lot in, in Battlestar. That yeah. was, like, that was yeah. real deep.
1: <laughs> well, Nathan sold me right here. He says, yeah, sci-fi. That's right, one. because
2: I was all about sci-fi channel. That's yeah. exactly right. That's sci-fi? exactly right. That
1: was back when it was sci-fi, not Siffy, right?
2: Yes. So, that's yeah. when they, it actually showed, like, science fiction stuff instead of all oh. this. I don't even know what the hell is on it now, but. Well, yeah, Nathan.
1: Was... Nathan... Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's when sci-fi was the jam. It's like that's that's what I watched. If yeah. I was watching anything cable related, it was like sci-fi. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, Nathan sold me on SG One, season one, Blood and Boobies. Got two Bs. <laughs> I like it. I'll Thanks, Nathan. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Tim's talking about <clears throat> every episode is pretty much standalone, but there massive. There's one massive storyline. Uh, it does sound like a good show. Greg Ross, if y'all watch it, if y'all watch it, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. It sounds like, you know, I, I trust what Sarah says. If Sarah says it's a great show, and of course, trust you, Tim, too, I haven't really talked to you a whole lot about media, but, you know, Sarah's watched it. I'm sure it's something that I'd be interested in because we have kind of the same taste and flavor and things.
2: So, I'm sure <laughs> Give me sci-fi. Fun. Anything sci-fi, I'm all about it. I love yeah. the sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Love it.
1: Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, well, that's really all we got other than foundation. Ross stepped away for a minute, but Sarah, did you say you did not get to finish foundation? I
2: didn't. I, I okay. know the um, the season finale dropped, I guess, what today. Okay, and do you want to
1: hold off? And well, in it's, on I mean, it's on my list. I mean, okay,
2: my thing is, like I said, Ross first mentioned this this show and it didn't even dawn on me until like I said, one day Brian and I, it was like a Saturday or Sunday and, you know, we're just like, let's let's watch something. So we came across foundation and, and he's familiar with Isaac Asimov because he's read um, a few of his short stories and that kind of thing, which I haven't read any of it. So you were like, Oh yeah, this is foundation. You yeah, know, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cause basically it's taken Isaac Asimov's story and it's, it's very loosely. So they just basically took the story and just ran with it. But, you know, the first few episodes we watched, I remember the first one, where I was like, oh, we got to put subtitles. I have no idea what in the hell they're saying. I'm like, you just have to listen very carefully. <laughs> but um, But I think after probably about the fourth or fifth episode, he kind of fell off and I'm just sitting there like, okay, I got to watch the rest of this because I was starting to get how the story was going. I started, started following, started, picking up what they were throwing down and so I don't want to say it was one night I was because like I said it's on his apple account so I either have to either a watch it on our tv or b on his ipad so I was like give me your ipad because I want to watch this I think I watched like maybe two or three more episodes that night and I just basically got up I was you know up to speed so um that's why I'm kind of pissed I haven't seen the last one but That'll be okay. Is it going to be arcade tonight or it's going to be that tonight? Either one <laughs> or can you say whatever, but it's got Lee Pace in it. Ronan from Guardians. Okay. Of course, he's not blue, but still <laughs> you hear his voice and you're like, oh, this is crazy, but it's just a really, really cool story. Once you dive into it, because it's, it's political and it's, it's like a historical political, geopolitical. I mean it's just it's it's crazy. It's it's a really cool it's a really cool story. I don't want to go too far into it because Greg, I really want you to watch this first. It's like I don't want to color your opinion on it.
3: (laughs) But you gotta get into it because I mean with like Lee is so commanding. I mean the the story is so it's so crazy for you to wrap your brain around.
2: And it takes a minute. It takes a minute.
3: (laughs) It does and it is definitely like it's intelligently done because yes. you do have to work to put it together and you're not working hard but you you got to you got to follow you got to understand what they're doing because the like one of the first things that they do is they they tell the story through the And even then like empire is not like the upper echelon they're just like the face they're the the face of what controls this whole universe and galaxies and everything else to go with it. So what you actually end up having is one, one face that just keeps rotating and like (laughs) rinsing repeating this whole entire time. So it works out really well to, I I don't, I don't know the best way to describe it, but.
2: Well, it's, it's almost, it's, it's kind of in essence of like a monarchy. So it's like you have this ruling family that they're after so many hundreds like so many centuries, because they, this family is still in place, and it's it's a really interesting concept of how they're doing this, and so as this goes on, and plus the way they use math, I'm just that's what got me. I was just like, hold oh, on a yeah. second, hold on, We're, math is doing what? What are we trying to figure out here? Because, I mean, the whole thing is it's like the math. This is how the math works out. This is, And you're just like, okay, well, I'm not a very mathematical person. So that was the one concept that took a minute to kind of wrap your brain around as to how that language that they're using. Because you have all these different.
3: Psychohistory. I mean, like it's.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's,
3: it's, it's in the name. Hard to understand.
2: <laughs> and I mean, and that it's really a cool concept if you think about it. Because, you know, it's, you're using statistics and like you said, the psycho history and, you know, how, um, you know, just basically how things work out. And, you know, you've got this one guy that comes up with this idea. I don't even remember what the hell it was called. I mean, I was just, it was said so many times, but I'm like, okay, I got, it's like, I got the concept, but I, the details, we're just not going to get lost in the details. But to, um, and to see how that plays out. And they've got some really fantastic technology because doesn't this take place in like the year like 10,000 something or other?
3: Oh, no, more than that.
2: Is it like 12?
3: No, they, they. so I did see on Reddit today that someone had done up a timeline of, yeah, and it transcends like. It's a thousand years. It's up there. Wow. So this yeah. is a way in the future show. Well, and uh, that's the cool thing about it. They don't very- remember earth. They don't remember like all stemming from earth. And yeah. then like that, that's the deep past. That's things that like no one understands and has any recollection of because it has been so long since that event happened of like humans leaving earth to like mm. reach out into the galaxy. And that earth is so far gone. It's mentioned once in this show Damn it. I got, okay. Okay. So you, you are up to that point. I'm like, <laughs> I got to hold on to what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, it is mentioned once in the show, like it is, you know, some people believe that, you know, we came from this planet called earth and like, you know, like it's such a fable tall tell that that's how far in the future they are. Oh, wow. It's not like it's a thing of history. It's like, it's a thing of like fable. And so, if they're truly in like the, I want to say what I read was like the, like 31, 30, something like that thousand years into the future. Um, and you can believe it because the, you remember when we were kids, we all thought that we were going to have flying cars and shit. Well, with the technology that they actually have, and it is practical. Like they don't have a whole lot that's unpractical or impractical. Um, it seems like it would take that long to kind of establish it and make it work in a functioning way. Even then there's also technology that uh, they don't exactly have like mass production, like one-off kind of stuff. So the show does a really good job of like kind of reaching out to that point. Space travel is done in a really weird way. Um, They have genetically engineered space people who are like bred and made to stay awake during time travel, because the human and most like species conscious cannot take time travel. They have to be like knocked out and like watched and secured and made sure that they stay alive throughout the process. And these people are like specifically Mm -hmm. made for that. So the show itself has so many crazy aspects to it. And I think the first season, the first season did a lot of work to open and tell a little, I don't want to say a little bit of a story. There's time jumps in this thing that you really got to come across. So when you get to those points, I think that next season, because they should pick it up because I don't, I don't know what the numbers are, but knowing Apple and how, like what kind of little content they actually have, the show will come back for a second season. And I surely hope actually, no, it is come back for a second season because they have people cast for next season. I take that back. Um, it will open your eyes and to a much broader like concept of like what a future show can be.
1: Yeah. Dude, you have a knack for this. Like, have you ever watched a show and liked it and not be renewed for a second season? I'm pretty sure if you like it, you got a pretty good gauge of what's going to be.
3: Uh, yeah. What was that Netflix show? Jupiter. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: They they got all of us on that one, man. Like, (sighs) I can't believe that one didn't get renewed. That blows my mind. With that yeah, one. Dude, I No, I, I enjoyed that one pretty good. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, no. hey, you know what? Santa's bringing me a new TV for Christmas. And by <laughs> Santa, I mean Daddy Santa's <laughs> bringing me a new TV for Christmas. And I'm going to be able to buy Apple TV then because the TV I got a stupid smart TV and it's not new enough to get Apple TV on it. So as soon as I do, I'm going to get on there and I'm going to watch. Uh, you know. Uh, What's that funny show everybody likes? Uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, and, Lasso. And, and, Dude, and that is a you stuff. and Ashley show, Newsroom get and all this stuff. Everybody's like, you got to check it out. Like, uh, I'm definitely going to get onto it. So, um But yeah, 2% foundation, 2%. from what y'all are saying, it sounds great. It sounds like a fantastic show.
2: Uh, well, and the cool thing about it, too, is even though it's set so far in the future, there's still a lot of themes that are relevant today.
3: Mm hmm. So I want to talk next week. You got to watch it. You got to watch the episode. You don't have to watch it tonight, but you got to watch it. And we got to talk about it because there are certain, even if, just, even just, if you well, and I talk after, about even
2: it. Even the, the, the last episode before this, you know, this one, I mean, that one was pretty, to me, I thought that one was pretty powerful too.
3: Was that the uh, one where the he walk. took the walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I
2: thought that one was pretty damn powerful too. So I was just like, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah of course oh, it was you just it was, wait. Not, it was a nice scene too so it's like it had nice eye candy in that one too so
3: <laughs> hey, i can't rob you of it <laughs> right. enjoy yeah, it I'm enjoy robbing. it where the women can get it that's right that's right uh all right well um
1: do you all have anything else you want to say about foundation you know like a, the season finale comes out soon or it already came out today i guess you're yeah. gonna watch it so we'll definitely talk about it and this is season one right so i'm not gonna be too far behind when i get to catch up on it okay and yeah, if it's as good as y'all say it is, I've probably not got a problem catching up on it anyway. So, yep. Well, look, it's a good thing we have a vacation uh, week next week because we got a lot of stuff. We've got Hit Monkey next week, the finale of Arcane, Cowboy Bebop, the Matrix Foundation. And guess what else comes out next week that I just looked at, y'all? Hawkeye comes out on the 24th, mm-hmm. the day before Thanksgiving. So we got a lot of stuff to cover next week. You know, A lot of stuff to cover, so it's really fun. But a lot of really good stuff. Well, I haven't seen Hit Monkey or Be- Cowboy Bebop yet. But I've
2: only seen like the preview for Cowboy Bebop,
0: I so that looks pretty. I can tell
3: you that they are they are, they're completely watchable. I mean, Cowboy Bebop. A lot of people said it doesn't hold up to the hype of like the cartoon. I never mm-hmm. watched cartoon. The show yeah. itself has been I've I had it on the background today while I was doing work, and I I didn't you know when we were talking about the trailer, mm-hmm. and we were like you know like the camera aspects are like really cool and that kind of stuff. I didn't really see that. But then again, I was also like kind of watching it in the background. I liked where they're going with the story. It's bland or not bland. It is vague enough for it to really build up and have a good, like a full season and like a good finale. Mm -hmm. Um, Fuck hit monkey. Hit monkey is it. It's John wick animated. And instead of no one talking because John wick doesn't say a whole lot, uh, Jason Sudeikis narrates the whole entire thing. Oh, gosh. And it's just not it's just <laughs> <That> <laughs> it's should hilarious. Be great then, yeah. I'll let you fellas run with that one. That should be
1: great. <laughs> <man. laughs> uh, it it's, it's sounds like it's coming from me. I was worried whenever we were ending a lot of the shows a couple weeks ago, they were coming to the wraps that we were going to be have a lack of content, but we're actually kind of getting an overdose of content here right now with new stuff coming out. And it's funny with Cowboy Bebop, like I have a friend who I had mentioned today to start talking. I was helping him move some stuff, and I had mentioned – uh you know cowboy bebop and i was like yeah have you seen that that comes out today are you interested and he didn't realize that they were making i don't don't know if he realized it i don't think he did but he hadn't seen the preview for it at least i know that much Mm -hmm. and he'd mentioned to me that that was his absolute all-time favorite anime cartoon growing up Mm -hmm. and he was like so he would love to see something like that and i was like well check out the preview and he said no i'm not watching the preview I don't want any. I don't want any expectations going in. He said, "Now that I know oh, this here, I'm going to watch, it. Gonna watch it." I said, "Okay, cool." I said, "The preview looks great, but if you're familiar with the show, I'm sure you'll have a better uh, understanding of what's going on, or judgment of of how accurate it is, or how fun it is." So, but from what I've seen of it, it looks great. I'm think it's what I'm going to end up watching tonight. Uh, finishing Arcane tomorrow. Uh, starting Hawkeye as soon as it comes out. I'm sure Hit Monkey will probably be my tomorrow thing too, because tomorrow night I don't have a lot going on. So, oh wait. I forgot tomorrow. I'm going to watch Ghostbusters.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: Yes, that's right. So we're
2: gonna go see that noon tomorrow. So that's
1: gonna be fun. Nathan mentioned that show. Yeah. Yeah. Wheel of Time. Ross, you said something about Wheel of Time too, right?
3: Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to be probably catching up on that before the weekend is over. It is on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. It is. It's something I've had my eye on it for a while, along with all these other shows I've been watching. But I did not make it to it today because
2: i ran out of time today
3: oh yeah dude this week has been a lift <sighs> it always is dude it's so hard to cover all stuff but you know a
1: lot of it's just stuff i'm going to watch naturally anyway so i'm going to add wheel of time to the list and uh, it might not be something we cover next week but if we uh you end up getting to be able to watch it and binge it and all of us watch a, a season of it then yeah we can definitely check that one out because I'm, I'm down so did all y'all saw uh red notice right i think sarah mm-hmm. you told me you saw it the night mm-hmm. before ross you said you just finished it great movie I hope they said that one for a sequel. Great cast of characters right there. I like that. Uh,
3: The whole time I was sitting there thinking of uh, Six Underground, the other one that he did for Netflix. I'm like, you know, it's it's a great, it's a, it's literally a start to finish movie. It's got a story. And when you get to the end, they set it up to where you could have another one. Or you could just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. They do a good job. And with I, Six Underground was fantastic. Like, I love the opening. See, I'm a car guy, so I mean, when they just open that whole entire thing up with a chase, and then straight up like, decapitated to do with a forklift, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna watch the rest of this without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right, y'all. I'm spent. You Already got out of here. We've gone for almost three hours tonight. we had a lot of stuff to talk about. We didn't even we didn't even dive into really arcane or like arcane that's that's the crazy thing we talked about it for almost an hour like 45 minutes i was
2: really i was really surprised at this series like I, like i said when the, you know first seeing it it was like to me it felt like a bunch of you know just like the cut scenes from the video games but i but like i said i love that animation so i was just like oh let's oh. see how they do with this so but i, I mean, love just...
3: the split scenes i mean like you said the animation is like artwork i mm-hmm. it literally is like artwork and then when they do all the funky cut scenes and everything else that they do to blend and mix and fade, man, I visually it's stunning.
1: It's filmed like a movie, to be honest with you. The, the, way, yeah. they, the, the way they do, just like, uh, I like guess just in the cut scenes, scenes in between scenes where you just see a character walking through this down the street and everything. It's filmed like a movie. It, it's crazy. Like, I honestly, when you look at it, sometimes some scenes you have a hard time trying to figure out, like, is that live action? Or is that a movie? I mean, it's pretty damn close. It looks pretty, pretty good. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So. My dog's attacking my wife, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear, stop, stop, no, no. So, all
2: right, fellas. About you all right. Yeah,
1: uh, let's get out of here. Uh, Sarah, where can they find you at?
2: Uh, you can find me on the Twitter, at MyLadyKitten. Um, I'm just, I've been a little vocal lately, especially with, like, the... Um, the things up or the content I've been watching and plus the fact that um, Superman's back in Carolina. So, yes. <laughs> so I've been pretty vocal about that. So, um, yeah, you guys can find me. Just hit me up. Just I'm always up for a good chat. so
1: There you go. Ross, can they find you anywhere other than here?
3: Nope. No. <laughs> All right, cool. Up <laughs> here. Surprise, bitch. Yeah, come, in lot,
1: come in the chat room and talk to him. Like He'll interact with you. I'll vouch for him. Yeah. Apparently you have to. Yeah, Uh, 10's good people, man. C3 fam. Good people. Yeah. Keep pounding 10. Uh, And then once again, 10, I appreciate you coming in to the chat room tonight, man. We do this every Friday. We talk about a lot of fun stuff. You got any suggestions? You put Stargate in my ear and I'll definitely, uh, if I get some time, try to check that out and we can talk about it. And if you want to come on the show, man, um i'm always down for you know new guests coming on the show and people come and talk about things they love so you can find me at the bad daddy 52 on twitter it's my personal handle it's the one i check the most or at scs podcast point it's the show handle i check that one not as often as i should but <laughs> just hit me up on the one and you'll eventually get a hold of me uh live every friday as we do this here audio drops every monday or tuesday depending on how lazy i am on any podcatcher of your choice <laughs> Folks, anybody listening, if you're in the chat room, give us a thumbs up, share with a friend, give us a like, write a review. It helps all those algorithms that YouTube and every podcast catcher does uh, when we have positive feedback. So I really appreciate everybody who's involved tonight in the show and the fans going on with us. So until next week, everybody, keep fucking pounding. Go Panthers. (laughs) Later. (laughs) And bam. Oh. You gotta hit it twice, why does it make you hit the button twice?